0: Well, sorta. Well, sort of. Prepared is a loose term this morning. Because when I woke up this morning and it was in a great mood, surprise, three minutes inside of Rock 1069 studio, and there goes the good mood. Welcome to your Monday. I know I'm supposed to be the one that pumps everybody up, but I walked into a studio filled with equipment that will not work. Had password problems last week, we had it reset, I wrote it down, made sure I left it in the studio because I had a long weekend, and maybe you'll forget it. So I wrote it down, I left it in here. Sure enough, I come in here, type it in, nothing will work. Ah, Rock 106.9. I got the five more days, and then I'm out for a week, and everybody needs to be happy about that. Because they won't fix this until about Thursday. And so then I'll I'll, I'll be like this until about Thursday. Now, I'm not going to spend all day on it. As a matter of fact, that's it. We're done. We're moving forward right now because I've blasted this dude a thousand times. Gave him credit the other day when I thought he helped me fix it. Surprise! I should have known better. Nope. Never. It will never be fixed. It's been four years now, and, well, here we are. But I did have a fantastic weekend. I did. I had a great weekend. I couldn't wait to come in here. I'm pumped today. But, again, this place is just a little defeating. It's been that way. Well, for a little while now and but i had a great weekend and our sister station 981 wkdd had a great great concert over the weekend they had that i love the 90s tour and if you like 90s hip-hop what a good show you got rob bass coolio was part of that salt and pepper vanilla ice i'm missing somebody somewhere but it was so good and i don't spend a lot of time in an but a good venue for that and uh Good crowd seemed to draw, uh, you know, the kind of numbers they wanted ran into a bunch of people from the company. That was good mingling with people that we work with. I like that. The show was good ran into somebody who I was very, very, very excited to see. Um, Yeah, I was excited. That G- was good.
1: Give me some of these details here, because so I, I really did want to come to this, but you didn't I, a, go. I, I I had a prior obligation that I kind of would like already had, you know said that I was going to, so I was like, man, son of a bitch, I don't get to go to this. So I love the '90s, essentially, like you said, like a a a one hit wonders ish of the '90s, sort of. Yeah. right? So so when 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 you're up there and you've got one song like Rob Bass does, what are you doing? Is it a 20 minute set? Is it a half an hour set? Like how long are these people up?
0: There. I'd, I didn't feel like Rob Base played a half hour.
1: Couldn't have. Like,
0: didn't feel like that.
1: I like the concept here. I genuinely do, but I just wish I would have been there to see it.
0: Well, you put him on before the sun goes down. Okay, nobody cares. Nobody's
1: nobody's nobody's nobody really cares. that worried about it. Nah,
0: he's kind of playing as everybody's in line waiting to get into the stadium.
1: What time did this all start?
0: Seven thirty.
1: And was 7, this fifteen? So know. this wasn't a full sets for lack of a better term, right?
0: Felt like a full salt and pepper set. Okay. Felt like a full Salt and Pepper set. Felt like a pretty full Coolio set. I guess at least Salt and Pepper could do it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, like dude, they like Naughty by Nature has the hits. Like like they have the catalog for sure. Like people forget like here's the thing about Salt and Pepper. Like Push It is such a big song. Like it's honestly it's a huge song that you forget how many other songs they had because of how big this song was.
1: It, to me, when I was looking at that lineup, I was like, cool, but there's so many one-hit wonders. I just didn't know how you'd do
0: that. So I think what you do, and I think this is what they did. I'll be honest with you, man. I was paying attention to the girl I ran into <laughs> and the beer I was drinking. I'll be honest with you. I was not expecting a, a a book report on the I Love the 90s tour. I didn't I didn't take my VH1 notes. But it felt like what how they addressed what you're worried about is shorter sets by those artists, and let's let Naughty by Nature kind of like run it out. I just think that that as they were. So, by the way, Naughty by Nature was really good. As these um. Is these tours
1: become more and more popular, and I think as we kind of look back at nostalgia acts, more and more, like man, that's something I go, I want to go be a part of. And rock started doing this a while ago, where it's like, God, dude, we can't sell enough tickets on our own. Therefore, there has to be nine of us on this on this show. Well,
0: not even, not even vintage acts. That's current rock music.
1: So, it, it, just to me, it'll it, it'll just be interesting to see as we move forward as a concert going society. It's like, what do we really expect here? Because there's a part of me that's just like, all right, you play yourself you play your song You play your song And now we're gone. done And now we're going home Like nobody's bust- Again
0: This is why the radio stations Play the songs they play By the way Because what are the ones You care about When you spend 45 hours On the ticket It's Don't play me the songs I uh-uh. don't know Don't uh-uh. play me the go to the bathroom Get the beer songs Play me the hits That's which is why we play you the hits. Exactly. That's why we play I you the hits. I do not. I
1: fundamentally do not want to hear new Coolio music. No. I mean, not even like. No. That's not even a question. No. So like, not even on New Tuesday do I want to do that. I just think that like that we're going to see more and more of these acts, more and more of these one hit wonders that, that get on board and like, well, hey, we're touring the nation. And dude, if you're and Peppa, that's great, right? Yeah, I mean like.
0: Which by the way, dude, they still look pretty good. I'm sure they did. Well, they had gained weight. And everybody told me they're like, dude, they're, gonna, they're like 300 pounds now. I was like, Jeez. what? And then you get there, and the one's still kind of hot. And I was like, well, maybe not. I was like, yeah, dude, they were, uh, I, I always had a thing. I had a huge salt and pepper poster on my wall back in Shocker. then. Shocker. Who would have guessed it? Had a, yeah, that, that may have been where that started. Honestly. That may have been where that started. That and what was the other female rapper back in the day that actually tried to, like, shove in everybody's faces. He put her in that movie, too. YOLO. What was her name? Like, uh, I forget what her name was.
1: Queen
0: Latifah, nah, she Steve? had like no, it was like YOLO or something like before, like Drake made that like the word. Like, he tried, he put her in that stupid movie and he tried to, it was like, yeah, this is gonna be the female rapper. And then the country was like, nah, not, not so much, really. Like, maybe her MC Light, that was probably where that all started. Who was the uh, who was the woman that you ran into? You seem very excited uh, about that. I am very excited about that, but um, we need to stay away from identities just yet, okay? So, here's the thing. You've met, you know exactly who, I will tell you, obviously. Okay. And you know exactly who this is. Oh,
1: this is somebody that I know. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. You, you have, dude, it's, well, every year we're kind of stuck with her for a long day. So I'll leave that. Ooh, a hard tease right Yeah. There. <laughs> every, one, okay. Once a year, the, the radio station requires you and I to spend a long day with her. Okay. And so at that point, you should be able to figure out who that is. Okay. What does the radio station make us do?
1: Yeah, I was going to say I'm okay. dumb, but I'm not that
2: dumb. Okay. okay. So, so
0: there you go. Okay. Right. So there's that. And yeah, I did. I ran into her, and I have told her since the first time I met her four years ago, I'm pretty interested, like beyond interested. And so yeah, we—I don't know—we watched a couple of the. It's all right. <laughs> Watch
1: Vanilla Ice together. I
0: uh, I don't know where else to go because um. I feel I've, I yeah I just I because I honestly there's a little bit in me that woke up yesterday and I was like she was just a little drunk right and then was like hey, you know how like there's something you want to do. But you're like, "Eh, maybe in day in, day out, you're like, I don't know, that may be too risky for me. But there you are out with your girls, and you're about seven roses in, and Coolio's, you know, doing his thing. And then there's this guy who you know is all about you. I think you could, yeah, I think you could sweep somebody up easily.
1: Especially if you're over the age. She's forty. Of, of thirty-five. She's 40. I was going to say she or will be forty. This I love the nineties concert. Oh, all yeah. of a sudden, dude! All she was of a sudden, it dude! It's nineteen ninety-eight again, and you're like, dude, I'm young and I'm hot. And oh my gosh, and we're drunk at a concert. Yeah, dude, we should totally be making out yeah. right now. I'll
0: show you. I'll show you some pictures. <laughs> she was letting it out. Okay. You can tell, like it had been a while since, like, be the girls, me and the bitches. We're going out. Like you could tell, there was a little bit of that.
1: Okay, so now, dude, you which kind of bums me out. Yeah, you kind of aren't an interesting predicament because here because
0: this isn't just some girl I think is cute and that I wanted to. Make out with. Like, they're I like legitimately. I have I've told her I remember you were standing right there the first time Ow. I ever met her. And I told her I was like go home and back. That's Ow. what I told her. Ow. So yeah, that's uh that was an interesting situation.
1: That really is an interesting situation. So I mean, don't know what to make of that. I, look, I don't know what to do on that. I look forward to hearing more about this. Um Yeah, me too. I hope. Well, dude, you uh I don't know, it was probably a week ago, maybe two weeks ago. You're like, dude. Starting to It's starting to be a little cooler out there, getting a little chillier out there. Bitches are going to start drinking pumpkin spice latte <laughs> soon. I need a girlfriend. I need a girlfriend. Yeah. And I was just kind of like,
0: oh, oh, okay. So people have asked me a, a, a hundred times, what would it take? You know what I mean? Right. That's what it would take. I don't know if that's the only thing it'll take, but I'm telling you right. that that is. Remember I said a couple of weeks ago, I said my dad gave me this piece of advice when I was a kid, that the right woman doesn't ask you to change, that you'll just do it. Because you realize, nah, that one's a little cooler than the rest. So, dude, I better be different so she do not go. Like, that's a person who can make me be different. Jeez. Yeah, no for real. No, Jeez. dude, I've, I said it to her all night. I told her friends. Jeez. I was I'm I'll, dude, like I will say it right here. I've said I've done it before. I am all the way in. I'll go get you a key made today. <laughs> what? I'm She's all terrible,
1: the way dude. What if you, what if it's like, oh I my don't care. god, you don't I care? am
0: terrible, Fanton. I am terrible. So what? I, like I, I the standard for the person like hitching the wagon to this <laughs> mess needs to be any higher than than what than, than I'm bringing to the table? Which, here's what I am bringing to the table today. Computers that don't work. Right now, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but we are sending you out to Las Vegas, not once, but twice today. Once at eight, another one at nine. We will send you out to uh, Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. All of the I Media personalities who go to that, their computers will work. Yeah, they will uh, But don't worry. Uh, our text words will work. My equipment won't. Your text words to get you out of Ohio to Vegas. Absolutely will. We'll do that uh, twice today. Once at eight, once again at nine. We also have tickets for the Hall of Fame City Comic Con. Fantone and I will be on site Saturday, September fifteenth. At that, Can Civic Center hosting your cosplay contest. We'll pass those out throughout the morning. And I got, I wanted to help somebody yesterday, and I was happy to do it. But then, sure enough, in the middle of the event, I got roped into doing something. And I got to be honest with you, I had to, I had to, well, I had to man up. I, I had to man up and not be afraid of something yesterday. Not my best suit. And I'll give you that story next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Passing out those Hall of Fame City Comic Con tickets. That will be at 730 this morning. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need on those. Also going to be talking to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. We'll do that at 8 this morning. I know the Browns won 5-0. I think if you think I think if you think winning a preseason game 5 to nothing, 5 to nothing over the Super Bowl champs is you beating the Super Bowl champs, it's going to be a long season.
1: Well, I mean, like, good Lord, people. They went 4-0 and in the pre. I mean, like, right. who who is putting stock in winning, it's, losing? I understand the concept from the coach's perspective and the team perspective. If they're keeping score, we want to win. Right. We want to win. If they're keeping score, we want to win. But if you're looking at it from, like, the observer's perspective and you walk away like, Oh, dude, well, dude, 5 nothing over the Eagles. That really means
0: something. Oh, doesn't, I read it on th- Twitter all night doesn't, doesn't mean anything. Oh, man, I'm oh, looking now. pretty good against those Eagles ones. Looking pretty good. Yeah, you look great. You look like world beaters last year. It's gonna be a long season. Five to nothing. Five nothing. Which, by the way, I thought Tyler Haley was supposed to be the big star. Then we get down there, first and goal, throws it four times. Like, dude, what? What? What are you doing? That was interesting. I guess we'll see what happens. Talk to Scott about that. He on loan from WinningForNextYear.com. We'll talk to him at eight o'clock. Yesterday. Um, all right. So when I first moved here, I didn't know a single person. And Fantone and I were on the air, and we were talking about that. And lo and behold, I, uh, somebody called the radio station and asked to be put on the phone with me. And I must have been in a good mood because I said, okay, I'll talk to him. That's rare. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, I'll do it, right? And this is after the show was over. And long story short, it ended up being a guy who I'm now really, really good friends with, and his name is Seth Hoover, and he works down at Canton Cycle. And... um he and I are now golf buddies. He took me to the Elms for the first time, kind of showed me that golf course. And ever since we've been like weekend golf buddies and he put on this motorcycle event yesterday, it's called last of the cast. And apparently they've done this forever. And it's called that I can hear Fantone's brain working Apparently, there's something you'll have to ask a man um, okay. that that after 1985 Harley changed something with the motor or something okay. that they do, and so this is pre 1985 Harley
1: stuff. Okay, this is like McDonald's cooking the the apple pies like in the deep fryer. Yeah, like this is old those. school, dude. Okay, those? all right, all right. God, those were good. Those were good. Those were really good. They won't even do that anymore. Once upon a time, my buddy was like, yeah, you just ask them to do it, and they'll do it for you. And we tried, and they were like, no, idiots, we're not doing that.
0: That's a shame. I'm a dear buddy. I would have asked for that. I'm so, uh, so it was all like this vintage Harley stuff, right? right? Which is actually pretty cool. Now I don't ride, but my dad did, my brother did. Uh, you know, I've been involved with women who did, so like I've got like a respect of the life and the machinery. Oh, dude, what are you gonna say? Motorcycles aren't cool? Yeah, they're like, cool. <laughs> yeah, they are.
1: <laughs> okay. Like, actually, all day as I was around it, I
0: was like, "This is cool, man. This is cool." And so, it like, is. They, you know, those you know rides always start at one place and then kind of you know go around the whole damn county and then you come back. So you know, the whole thing kicks off at Erie Street Pub, which obviously you know we're big fans. All right. And so, like, I head there. And they put me in what's called the follow vehicle to start the day out. Now, the follow vehicle. Now, I've done this with my brother. I've been to Sturgis a couple of times with my brother. All right. And um is what the follow vehicle is, you're like in the A-team van, and you got a trailer in case one of these vintage Harleys can't make it all the way through the ride. Okay. Now it's not tow trucks. Now there's like three trucks that are follow the ride, and then if people break down, you strap the Harley go. So like I'm just sitting in the truck, hung over from the I Love the '90s show, drinking Gatorade, wishing I wasn't there. Right. right. Like, so like that whole thing, right? I'm getting my morning started. You know, getting the coffee, getting moving. Now is it? How do they decide
1: who's in the A-team van? There, like is that like you know bottom
0: like bottom strong? Short- Short, short straw, okay. Yeah, short okay. straw there, I believe. Okay. I believe is how they do that, right? And so we're going on the road and actually, dude, the guy who was driving the Volo vehicle ended up being the owner of Old Timers and Maslin. Okay. Where that guy Scott from across the street is having all those problems. So I got a lot of inside information on that particular uh, oh, story. Yeah. Not going to be passing a lot of it off in here right now, but man, was that eye opening. All right. <laughs> that was eye opening. And uh, dude, I'm on Team Oldtimers, by the way. I will shock her there. Okay. I'm on, I'm on Team Oldtimers there, right? And so then we get to like one of the first stops, which I believe the first stop was like Vaughn's down in like Bolivar right there, right? Right right in front of Kicking Countries, where that place is. All right. Is. And then they go, well, we got a couple of more stops to make. I was like, yeah, you know, I figured. They're like, we were wondering. And normally, anytime anybody walks up to me and says, "We were wondering." It's going to cost me time, effort, or them, or me telling them my boss won't let me do that on the radio.
1: Yeah, which by the <laughs> that's, way, that's the default. You know, like oh, I no, got to come up with an me. explanation. It's like oh, how can I get out of this? Oh, sorry, boss won't let
0: me. Boss won't let me is legitimately. I wanted this conversation over five minutes ago, <laughs> and I don't have any interest in doing what you're asking me to do. Sorry, I'm my just boss gonna won't shoot you me. straight. So when I email you that, or if I tell you that, I dude, I'm the guy who always tells you the truth, except for when you're standing two feet in front of me, that I'm like, nah, dude, the boss won't let. me. Keith Kennedy's law. Oh yeah, Keith won't let me. Find him in the drive-through, getting his sweet tea, and then you know, yell at him, whatever, right? So they say to me, "We kind of want to put you in a sidecar of one of the motorcycles."
1: Jeez, dude, that's even that's even more emasculating than the A-team. Right? So that's why I didn't love it.
0: Like... like that's why I didn't love it at first. <laughs> okay, right? Because there I am in front of all these dudes, like right. d- like men, like dudes, right? And I'm all dainty, like, now I'm going to be sitting in the sidecar, like, riding bitch in this thing. Well, I mean, that's where grandma goes, right? Like, that's where, Well, it's like, where the guy's wife normally goes. Like,
1: I just feel like... Well, but I feel like in biker culture, your wife's probably either on the back if she's... Or riding, right. her, riding her own hog there. Yeah. Well, there or, was a lot of that. Where, like, I very much feel like, like sidecar is grandma to me, where it's like, grandpa's still out there doing it, but, like, sidecar... I mean, that's, that's it's sidekick.
0: Yeah, it was... Uh, so, but... so, And then here's the thing. And I know, th- and they asked me to do it with a couple of different guys who had it. And I looked at my buddy Seth. I was like, dude, I don't know that dude. And he's like, yeah, that's very intimate." I was like, dude, you think I'm getting in a sidecar of a motorcycle <laughs> with a guy who, I, dude, how many beers does that guy have? I don't know. I'm like, dude, if that thing flips over and I lose an arm and can't play golf ever again, I got to jump off of something. Dude, I want to die. Like, right? I won't be like, well, no, bionic arms. I want to, sl- dude, slip my, dude, I'm telling you right now, if I lose a finger, slip my wrist. Slip, uh, dude, push me off something. I don't, dude, I'm vain like that. I don't have any interest in that. So, like, I was terrified. So, then they put me in the sidecar with this guy I know, though, right? And so, like, I know him. I know his wife. I've hung out with them before, so I know him to be a responsible person, right? And so I was, but I kept my eye on him. I was All like, dude, that's, and there was no beer. So, I was like, yeah, 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 no, I'll ride with him, right? And they put me in this thing. And you start going down the road. And, bro, the bike itself was a 1949 However, the sidecar I was in was from 1938. Jeez. Dude, like before my grandparents. Yeah, dude,
1: that's old.
0: So there we are going down the road, you know what I mean? Just looking at, you know, I I don't know, Zor and all its beauty, right? And this thing's obviously loud and rattly, right? I mean, it was made in the 40s. And so I'm just like looking in between the bike and the sidecar at the bars that connect this thing. And I'm like, this is six bolts (laughs) that just like if they rattle loose. And he's like, oh, yeah. And by the way, there's this release bar right here. And if I pull it, you'll just shoot off the side. I was like, oh, my
1: God. Dude, that's before World War II. That's
0: exactly in between right. the goddamn wars, that's dude. That's what I was like, like. Well, he said, he <laughs> goes, well, that's what he said. He goes, well, sidecar's pre war and the bikes post war. Wow. Is what he said. And that's what he said to me. So I, I was like, man, I was like, so that was a little terrifying. Yeah, that sounds so very terrifying. It was one of those things, dude, where I wanted to enjoy it. But I didn't. (laughs) No. But then about about forty minutes into it, then you start going. All right, you're all right. You're okay.
1: Was was there any feeling of like you're just looking up at that real man riding his motorcycle? I mean, you had to have felt a little bit like "Eh." he's a dreamy
0: some (laughs) bitch. He is. He's a dreamy some bitch. That's a thing. That's a That's a thing. No, there was. But they, you know what they did to have me do is they gave me a GoPro. All right. And so like I was like the guy filming a lot of the ride in the GoPro because you know what I mean. You're not. You're not one hand in it there on the motorcycle, which I don't recommend anybody do. Don't do that. But I did get to meet a lot of cool people, and that experience is something I would have normally said no to to ride in that sidecar. And I, dude, I, well, I kind of liked it.
1: Old man Dino was riding a motorcycle. Yeah, you've obviously got some friends within the uh, within the within the
0: world there. Well, what are you I used waiting to ride for? Back in the day, what are you I mean, for? I oh, I, what what am, what am I waiting for? for 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 the emergence of the cell phone to go away? Okay. I'm not afraid of a Harley. I am not afraid of a motorcycle at all. Would I want my buddy, now would I want Seth to kind of like make sure, dude, it's been a long time since I've ridden, so would I want to go with him one day and like, uh, dude, make sure I remember this and make sure I don't kill myself or anybody else? For sure I would. My problem is not motorcycles at all. I find motorcycles are perfectly safe. It's all the rest of you morons out there that I would have to be worried about, which by the way, I think I can fix this. I had an idea the other day on how to fix texting and driving and take the phone out of your hands forever while you're in the car. As a matter of fact, you know what? I just floated this idea to somebody the other day. They thought it was smart. It was a very short study. It was only one other person (laughs) I ran it by. For all I know, it's really, really dumb. We'll find out together as a class. That will be next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows
1: how to party. Rock 106.9. Uh, yo, guys, Fantone from the Sansbury Show here talking to you about the Roe Holt Vision Institute. If you've been thinking about LASIK... I know you got a lot of questions. I know you got a lot of concerns. And that's natural, dude. Anytime you make a big investment, you're going to want to have some clarity, especially when that investment is yourself. I mean, LASIK is a surgery, so it's natural for you to want a little bit more information before you make a decision like that, which is why I'm telling you, go to rollholtvision.com. They make things crystal clear for you, both literally and figuratively. So whether you need an explanation of what LASIK really is, you're worried about some of the financing options, or you're ready to take that self-evaluation test, dude, find out all all the answers and find them out at
0: RollHoltVision.com. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. I like how the boss sent in to the, to the production company to make a little, little funny quirp about me not having the proper cell phone. Right. Well, the show's being done by cell phone today because my cell phone's better than the computers in the studio. Cell phone works. These do not. Man, I got to tell you, I, I'm taking issue with all the stuff they write in there. Yeah, well, without Rock 106.9, he'd be dead. That, that, that's what would happen. From what, lack of chili peppers? Is that what? Is that what happened? <laughs> would, 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 would I freak out and go into Red Hot Chili Pepper withdrawal? Is that what happens? So prior to the break, we were talking about how I got uh, invited out to this last of the cast ride, which apparently, dude, it's before 1985, I guess, uh, I hardly used the shovel head. Don't ask. Okay. I, dude, don't even ask. <laughs> Who knows, dude? You know what I mean? Who knows? Then. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Men with long women's hair, they know. Those are the ones that know. Oh okay. 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 so that's who knows. Right? And uh but I got asked to take part in that. And uh they put me in a sidecar of a motorcycle and I was like, you know, GoPro and the like. Fantone said to me, he's like, Well dude, he's like, you know your buddy Seth works down a canton cycle, we'll probably find you a bike pretty cheap. He's like, You know, your dad rode, your brother rode, he's like, you know, you've been around the life, are you thinking about getting back into it? Now here's the thing. There was a little bit yesterday where I was like, This is fun, kinda like it. Kind of could maybe get sucked back into this. Haven't ridden in a long time, but maybe. And then my buddy actually sets out to me he goes, "Dude, you really want something that competes with golf in the summertime?" Ah. And I was like, "Ah, fair point, fair point," because that's his kind of thing. Because golf, Seth is a golf fanatic too. But what does he spend all summer doing? Fixing everybody's motorcycle because he's a motorcycle mechanic. Right. So motorcycle nut jobs are like, dude, I don't know, I need my bike timed out or whatever it is they do. And so, dude, he's got fifteen hour days. He can't. He can't ever play golf. Yeah,
1: and I guess I mean you look at. What most of those, what most riders, I guess, it's not just like, yeah, I have a motorcycle and I use it as transportation sometimes. You're going out there for long-ass rides and doing that. So, like, yeah, I guess it is a time commitment and I guess really a money commitment, too, where it's like golf is an expensive habit and so is is motorcycles. So,
0: okay. Yeah, and living in Ohio, he's right. I don't necessarily want something that's going to compete with that much golf time. Um, Florida, California, maybe somewhere a little bit more better weather all year can kind of spread it out. I would be more likely to do that. Okay. Right, But really what I was telling Fantone is that I'm not really afraid of the bike itself. I'm not afraid to ride it. I'm not really afraid of the bike. I've done it. What I'm afraid of is everybody else. And I always say, you know, Canton's the worst driving city I've ever lived in. And a buddy of mine says to me, he goes, that may be true, but I think that maybe you forget sometimes that the rise of the cell phone, even in the five years you've been in Canton, has really escalated in what people are doing with it. You know, every day there's another reason to be on it more, and that that's probably led into Canton being a worse driving city than maybe other places you remember. And I would have to maybe admit some of that. I also think maybe the overall age here, a little higher than where some other places I've lived. So you add old and cell phones, things are going to go bad. So I feel like and I flew this by one person and it might be the dumbest idea I've ever had and this may fall flat on my face right. and if I had a computer we'd be talking about something <laughs> else right oh, God. but if I but this I think I fixed texting and driving I think I fixed um cell phone use by the driver. Yeah,
1: I was gonna say, and people need to be cognizant of that too, that like it's not just texting and driving. If you have your phone in your hand, the directions, you, anything you're, you're doing. It, with. Really anything. I mean, I guess GPS loaded up on your like and it's being held by something else. At least not.
0: Nah, I I got one of those. I got one, right? So I got this thing and it clips into like my air vent, right? And then your phone snaps into that. And it's great and so as long as you said it when you're not moving it. but you know how those things are or then somebody texts you and says no 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 we're going to meet here instead and then you're got you you know you're doing this and you're doing that dude sooner or later it, honestly the phone being line of sight makes me touch it more I, I, I just think
1: there's some discipline in, in, that needs to be a part of this and not a lot of people have it when it comes to keeping their exactly hands off the right. phones exactly
0: right that's why I want to take it out of your hands I don't want it up to you I don't want you I don't want it to be discipline. I actually as a matter of fact I can't even believe I'm the guy that's arguing for this I want the state to fix this for us. I want the companies to fix this for it and I'm never that guy. But you have shown, we have shown, myself included, we have, as a matter of fact, everybody was on me about it yesterday. Like, dude, you're out here on a motorcycle ride, you've been fingering your phone all day. And it's like, well, yeah, because I'm on a motorcycle ride all day, dude. I'm trying to prep the show for tomorrow, right? So I'm trying to do some work, right? But I'm as guilty as anybody else, so I'm not really coming down on you. So why don't we do this? Back in the day, kids, there used to be this thing and it was called a cassette. And you used to take it and you used to insert it all the way into the deck of your car. And that's how the music came out. So why don't we do this? Why don't we then say, you know what, you got a cell phone in your pocket? Fine. It goes in this docking station and the car don't move until you do it. Now your whole center dash now is all electronic, right? You got you know in dash nav. You got well, at least if you've went to Wakeham recently and bought a new car, you'll have all that stuff. And so, but it's all in your dash now, right? You got your iHeartRadio in there. You got your you know you got your directions in there. So let's just do this. The phone goes all the way inserted into the dash, and it locks until the car's in park. Can't eject until the car's in park. Problem fixed. I mean, I guess
1: at that point, like, what if I don't have my phone with me? What if I don't? You know well, what I mean? It's,
0: my phone won't let allow you to look at your uh, notifications when it senses that you're in, in the car, in or around a car. So why don't we do that? Like, if there's no presence of cell phone, then then you do that. But or uh, you know, there's or maybe there's an override feature. Um, but the I don't have the phone. Who doesn't have the phone?
1: My phone's dead. It doesn't it doesn't Emerge- matter. That, emergency situation. That's
0: going to charge it. There is no emergency situation. Your phone runs through the dash too. Obviously, is this going to work in your '97 Saturn? No. But for a car rolling off rolling off the line next year, so wait, dude, you got to remember, car companies they did, they had to be dragged into seatbelts, they had to be dragged into fuel emissions. They did, they had to be. You know what I mean? So like, you got to remember that stuff. So I, I'm normally not the fix it for me, parent for me guy, but we're not doing it. So if we're not going to do it, then maybe what we do do is go, you know what, because I saw it all day yesterday, and that's what I was worried about. I was like, I'm riding in the middle of this thing, and I don't, I'm not worried about a single person in this ride, because they're all cognizant of how dangerous what they're doing is. But the lady who went around the line of bikes outside of Vaughn's yesterday and almost hit four people on a motorcycle, lady, you are in. Idiot! That was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my entire life, and you put like five lives, yours included, in danger. But people have no idea how motorcycles work. And that's why I would be afraid to climb on one of those damn things today. It's not because of who's riding it. It wouldn't be afraid of me. I'm not afraid of me. I'm not afraid of the machine. I'm afraid of every other person on 77. So another mass tragedy happened in this country. We're going to have to break it down. That will be next, and it will happen on Rock 106.9.
2: The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This
3: is a dream come true. Canton's
2: Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Show. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury
0: Show. We're on Rock 1069. Pass out those Hall of Fame City Comic Con tickets around 730 this morning. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need on those. Fantone and I will be there September the 15th judging the cosplay contest at the Hall of Fame City Comic Con Canton Civic Center September the 15th. Looking forward to that. Very much so. So we floated this idea, or I did, uh, about docking your cell phone into the dashboard of your car so we could take that cell phone out of the hands of people. Dude, it was an idea. I floated it. If you guys thought I went to like the dry erase board and had it like locked before I brought it in here, people are like, well, what about this? What about? Yeah, you know, th- there's going to be things. What about ism, I've been on this for a few weeks now and I'm over it. The rise of amateurism in this country is starting to get really exhausting. And what about ism is worse. The guy said to me, he goes, what goes, what about when the cell phone dock, like in the dashboard, malfunctions? And then, you know, your car's stuck in park. Driverless cars are going to make this irrelevant. So you're worried about the cell phone dock and the dashboard not working, but somebody hacking all the driverless cars and stopping freeways to a halt, and then leaving you sit there until you PayPal them the money to let you off the freeway? That's going to be okay? (laughs) Dude, wait till your neighbor can make it to where you can't go to work until you give them the money. Wait till that becomes your life. Wait till that becomes the thing. Yeah, it was an idea. It's not that I had it all worked. I'm not Elon Musk. I didn't have it all worked out. I don't have it. You know what I mean? Am I in here with slides and projections? No. It, they're ideas. Oh, my God. Dude, I, not even in the car. I want to take your cell phones away from you no matter what. I want them all. I Dude, put them in a bag. <laughs> Get them in the bag. I want
1: them out. I mean, some sort of connection there between cell phone manufacturer and car manufacturer. I do think there, in, somewhere in there lies the answer. I don't know where it is, whether it's like your phone disables itself once you get into the car, maybe minus, you know, GPS capabilities and phone call capabilities or something like that. But somewhere along the line, I do think that both of those parties, cell phone makers and car makers together, are going to have to do something there to like, and what's going to happen is
0: a cell phone company is going to buy a car. Our company or vice versa and then they'll go okay now we'll do it.
1: I mean big picture you'd like <laughs> that's to what's gonna happen. you'd like to say well like people will do it and we'll mm-hmm. just stop looking at our phones and we'll eventually take no. care of the problem but that's not going to
0: happen. Never going to happen. Myself included. I'm totally guilty. Never going. To As a matter of fact, I can't stop looking at my phone now because that's how the show's being done it. because well nothing in the, the Rock 1069 studios work. So yesterday or I believe this was yesterday over the weekend um our our nation had a, another shooting tragedy. Uh this time uh Florida Jacksonville we heard about this, at a video game tournament. I guess they were holding what is a regional tournament for the video game Madden 19, I believe, uh, coming out uh, about a week or so, maybe. Um, And... This happened in Jacksonville and like it's regional like I said. I think the like the finals are in Vegas or whatever. And this kid from Baltimore lost. I'm not going to give you his name. I actually like this new thing that people are starting to do going now. Nah, I'm not passing on his name, I'm not tweeting it, not saying it cuz this is true. These people are after stardom on some level. They are. There's a reason why he was in the Madden tournament. There's a reason why he, when he didn't win the Madden tournament, why he did what he did. They're after stardom.
1: Do you feel like you're not giving all the information to the story though?
0: No. Okay. I don't care. I'm not the news. I'm not the media.
1: Do you feel like that the news should or like should like
0: no honestly I would stop I would stop making these people famous I would absolutely stop doing that because I think it breeds more of it. Um, there's also an argument that you could make that honestly you in Ohio do you need to know about a shooting in in a Jacksonville uh, you know what I mean uh, a video game tournament maybe not and that maybe what it does is it makes the rest of the country just feverishly you know argue about things that we're never really going to solve anyway and so that maybe news should be centralized to where you are. And, uh, you know, maybe a couple of worldly events, but how is your life any different knowing this kid's name out of Jacksonville? It ain't right. It's not. And so like, I kind of like that. And then given the fact, and I've said it a thousand times, this is not a journalistic endeavor. I don't owe you journalism. As a matter of fact, I'm not even qualified to give you journalism, you know, cause I would need that thing called a journalism degree, which I'm willing to bet a lot of your journalists no longer have, but that's how I would view that. I'm not a journalist. So no, I don't feel, I don't feel as if I got to be fair to the story. Cause that's not what I'm doing in here. Right. Now, I'm going to say this, and people are going to get really, really mad. You're going to get really, really mad, because what you you woke up in the country wanting to blame the gun. I'm not going to blame the gun. You know where I stand on this. It's not the gun. The gun didn't get up, put itself in a car, drive itself to a Madden tournament, take itself out of a pocket, point itself at two other people, and fire itself. Right now, you're going, of course it didn't, very That would be crazy. Right. That's the way your arguments about guns sound to those of us that know better. That's the way you sound. Is crazy. I'm not going to blame the gun. You know I'm not. I'm going to blame you. I'm blaming all of you. I believe what we saw, and I don't know this to be true. This is just what I believe. And I'm tired of hiding what I believe out of fear over Twitter mobs. So get ready to type about how I'm insensitive. Get ready. At Sansbury Shows, where you tweet it. Or my boss. Figure it out. Don't really care. This is you. You did this. This is chickens coming home to roost, y'all. And if you don't believe that, I think it's time to wake up. It is time to stop telling kids that they can be whatever they want. It is time to stop telling kids that when they fail, it's not their responsibility. People no longer know how to deal with rejection and failure. Because you're not allowed to fail anymore. Not allowed to have winners. Not allowed to have losers. Not allowed to compete. Got to get rid of that. When in reality, when we had all that, this didn't happen. And now when we're not, we got teenagers all across the country... Offing themselves in alarming numbers, people walking into walls trying to figure out why. It's the rise of the cell phone. It's the rise of it's the rise of I want to be a star. It's the rise of amateurism. It's the rise of everybody telling you how great you are. It's the rise of blue ribbons. It's the rise of no no no, you didn't lose. It's the rise of not keeping score. It's coming home to roost. We've seen it now. Here it is now. We are faced with it now. If you don't teach your kids how to deal with rejection, then how are they going to deal with it? By freaking out. By freaking out and by doing this. It's time for participation trophies to go where they go, in the trash, because they're not worth a goddamn thing. I know everybody thinks people that think like that is tough or hard or you're not sensitive or this, but dude, and the reality is, you know what the human being needs a little bit more? Of being told to suck it up. To be told to button it up, to get a little tougher, that it'll be fine. Yeah, not everybody's going to be nice to you. Yeah, not everybody's going to be your friend. Don't sit with them at lunch anymore. Go sit with Timmy and them over there. This is the rise. This is, this is the, I want to be my kid's friend. You, dude, my parents had zero interest in being my friend. My mom is 72 years old, still has zero interest in being my friend. She's there to be an adult a person I can look to, a person who can give me a little wisdom, and I would have leaned on my dad for all that too, but he died about 15 years ago. They were never interested in being my friend. I say it all the time. What did my dad say to me all the time when I was a kid? Daniel, I will never dodge my opportunity to parent you. I'm going to say it again. I will never dodge my opportunity to parent you. I must have heard that screamed up the stairs at me every day of my life for 20 years. And guess what? When I fail, when I lose, when something doesn't go my way... I kind of go, you know what? I look inward. What didn't I do? What didn't I prepare hard enough for? What, what, what wasn't I good enough at? It's not my neighbor's fault. It's not the people who set up the tournament's fault. It's your own fault. Stop being your kid's friend, start parenting, and watch the world get better. More Stansbury Show and those Hall of Fame, uh, Hall of Fame City Comic Con tickets are next on Rock
2: 106.9. The Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9.
0: Hey guys, what's going on? You got Sandsbury here with some information on another company that's hiring star leasing is growing yet again. So if you're looking for a career change with a great company and you have knowledge of trailer repair and maintenance, then star leasing will be perfect for you. Star leasing is employee owned star leasing also provides you with 401k medical dental and dental and vacation. So if you have the knowledge and the know-how, then give my friend Wendy a call at 440-232-4888. Again, that number is 440-232-4888 for my friend Wendy over at Star Leasing. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Ray Show. We're on Rock 1069. We'll pass out those Hall of Fame City Comic Con tickets here momentarily. That event Saturday, September 15th, Canton Civic Center. Fantone and I hosting your cosplay contest. I've asked and will continue to ask. I'm an Overwatch fan, the video game. And Uh, Mercy is a female character in that game, and I kind of want to see a few of those show up to the event. I think that'd be kind of awesome. putting that request out there. If you do not win these tickets, you can pick them up at HOFCityComicCon.com and join us Saturday the 15th.
1: Third annual one dude Glad that we've been a part of it Ever since its inception yep. Gotten bigger and better Every, every year. single year So like you know I, I've said it before I'll say it again People want to complain Oh there's nothing to do here just, You can't suck yeah, I you hate dri- this place It's terrible
0: you, you drive this point home a lot And I, li- and I like it Because I do I think people complain it, 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 We always say You are who you are If I Like Los Angeles Alright Los Angeles is cooler than Canton Right Nobody's going to be offended by that Everybody kind of can like be like I don't know dude right? right I've lived there I've lived here Right I was who I was there, and I am who I am here. And that's what Fantone's always point. It's like, dude, if you're a, I'm binge-watching the, the Office, you're going to do it in Santa Cruz as much as you're going to do it in Salem. That's You're going to be who you're going to be. It's just, you are who you are.
1: Get off the couch. Go do something. Come to Comic-Con. It's going to be fun.
0: All right. So again, and I hate when I do this because I, it's probably not great to to give people half the info okay. and not all of the info. What do you got? But we started the show a little bit this morning uh me kind of recapping the weekend and i uh i kind of I, I let people some i i let fantone know is really who i was telling uh i just let the rest of you listen in mm-hmm. that i ran into somebody saturday night that i was very interested to run into okay and that we had ended that conversation by saying well there might have been some drinking involved i don't know how how serious this all was but i've just been hitting up it was like hey i wasn't drunk like yeah like i had drinks but she's like i pictures i don't like, know like <laughs> I, I yeah do the one where she's dancing like she was she the she, she looked like she was maybe a little bit in the bag right there, but she was having so much fun. But she was like, Hey, I wouldn't hammer. She's like, I know everything. She's like, I remember everything that went down.
1: Well, everything obviously pretty cool then. If you're already getting text messages Monday morning before eight AM,
0: hey, okay, we're in we're in a, we're in a good little little territory right there. That's good. Like, dude, like here's the thing. I ended up I was hanging out with her and her friends. Okay. I was the only dude, like in and, and like in this like little like girl's night out, like you know, the system they have it. Like Dude, I got whisked away into the moment so much. Dude, I was dancing in public. Wow. All right. Like, full-on dancing in public. Like, it started with, like, her doing it, right? And that's how it always (laughs) always works, right? And then there was a, well, maybe she'll stand in front of you, and, like, you put your arms, like, through their their arms and waist thing, and you kind of, like, do that rock back and forth half dancing. I love that part. I like that one. I'm a big fan of that thing, right? And so there was a little bit of that and then she was like I don't know high fiving her friends and like dancing and then she just started moving me around. Dude, like I was dancing in public wow. where people could see me. I couldn't believe it. I was like I I was like dude, that's the dude, when yeah, man. Like sometimes people, they can just make you do stuff you wouldn't normally do.
1: I love the '90s tour. Keith Kennedy up on stage introducing Salt and Pepper dance dance just out there bumping, grinding, just doing
0: things. Wow, honestly, dude. I, I honestly, that's not like me. It's and, really not. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure you had some drinks too, but you weren't like drunk, right? No, 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 um, no. Wow. But drunk enough to where I was like, didn't care that okay. if I, that I was going to do that. But again. That's a rare person that can get me to do that. Like, that's a rare, that's a not a thing I do. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a man, I forgot about that. So, so
1: now you're dancing halfway sober in front of, like, people at work. That I don't know. That's a big, dude, that's a big old throw of the, of the, of the dice
0: there. Well, I mean, dude, I, I, you remember, you were standing there three years ago, the first time I met this woman, and I was like, dude, I told her to go home and back.
1: Yeah, do but. Get your things, bring them over, I'm ready. Now we're in that moment, I'm surprised there wasn't a moment of like, alright, well, it's all funny games when I we're making, can't. when we're making jokes, but. I can't control it. How? I don't know what it is. I cannot control it. Stansberry just, just just getting down, dude. Coolio up on stage. Gangsta's Paradise bumping. I got whisked away in care? the moment.
0: I got whisked away he in does it. doesn't care. Dude, uh, I guess she's just like five foot eight of Calgon just taking me away,
1: dude.
0: <laughs> just putting me in situations. I probably should have made a Manly reference there, right? Probably. Probably not one about me soaking in the tub. Probably. Probably not the best there. I, uh, I know last week we talked about this, and... Uh, The animal crackers, they're no longer, the animals are no longer in the cages. And I was like, oh, my God. And I don't really care. But it's the fact that people were out there like this is a huge win for animals when it's not. It was a huge win for animals that were drawn. I don't understand. And I kept saying, I was like, I don't know, maybe, you know, forcing the idea that those animals are dangerous. You can rip your kids face off. Maybe so they stop selfieing with them when they run into them in the wild. And I don't have to read that story about your kid being mauled to death by a tiger. Maybe that's a good idea. And everybody thought I was overreacting. But there's a new one of these hitting today, and I saw it. And it's, oh my God, guys, the bowls on cereal boxes have three times the amount of food than the recommended serving. Yeah, welcome to advertising. Guys, you're being asked to buy products. So things are going to look good. They're going to sound good. They're going to be dressed up well. They're going to make the size bigger, draw the eye, pay attention. You cannot blame the food company. For the, for, for how much cereal you put in a bowl. I'm sorry. Like, at some point, we got to draw the line. You gotta know they want you to buy the Rice Krispies, so they're gonna show you a big ass picture of the Rice Krispies. What do you right? I mean, Am I crazy?
1: I, I, now, I, I the the point of like, well, it always looked better in the commercial is has existed for as Ever. long as the commercials have been around. Forever. I mean, like that's just the truth. I mean, it. isn't
0: the milk glue? Like, how many is that? How they do that? How
1: many times you unwrap something and you're like, wait a second, this, this does not look like what it was supposed to here. Um, in but the thing, the thing I'll say about that is that advertisers. There's at least some obligation to make it an accurate portrayal of what you're getting. You can't like lie, but, but the amount of cereal isn't a lie. That's not, That's not. No, there's, no, no, there's no, 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 no lie there. Right. So that's where I'm like, well...
0: Right. If you show me the flakes are one color and I open the box and they're blue, that's different. Right. You lied to me right. about the product. Showing me more of the product to entice me to buy it isn't a problem. Now, I don't really want to do this because I already jumped up and down on, you on parenting in the previous break, and I don't even have kids, and people really get upset when I do this. Okay, but I, but, but I want to point this out to you as we're talking about food, all right? We are suffering an addiction problem in this country, and I've been on this for a couple of months, especially since I started eating better and going back to the gym, that food is a major addiction problem for this country. Sugar, it's a big problem, big, big problem. And when you're driving down the street and you're looking at a homeless heroin addict on the street and as you're judging them, I want you to look in the rearview mirror at, at your fat pudgy kid in the backseat of your car, because why do you think that kid's pudgy? Why do you think he's fat? Because something's happening in his life that he doesn't know how to talk about, and he's killing it with the sugar. He or she is killing it with the Snickers bar. I don't want to demonize any one thing. They're killing it with the food. And you don't care. My kid just wants to eat. Just wants a bad a bad day at school. Have this. Have this. Have this. You are training somebody, just so you know, to when they don't know how to handle what they handle, to go reach for the substance that helps make them feel better. Sugar looks like a drug. It mimics a drug. It leaves your body the way a drug leaves. And the reason there is a reason, and I always say this, it is the food and drug administration. And it's because something you put in your body that makes you happier is both things. Food is a drug. It absolutely is. And we are a sugar-rich country. But there's a reason why your kid is overeating. It's because something's going on with them mentally. They don't know how to tell you. They think that it's only them, and they're the only ones dealing with it. And that's why childhood obesity is 60%. Because we're not figuring out the root cause of these problems, and we're teaching kids how to be addicts. Eat more. Just have something to eat. Oh, you can have a little bit of that before dinner. Oh, yeah, bad day at school? Here's this. No. Stop doing it. You were... Driving your kids right to drug addiction without even realizing you're doing it. Third annual Hall of Fame City Comic Con tickets up for grabs right now. We'll take caller 15 1 243 7625 on those. Be right back with more Sansbury Show. You guys hang on.
2: Hope boys brought popcorn. The Stansbury Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock.
0: Hey guys, you got Sans Ray here for North Canton Collision, the only pro first Honda and Acura certified collision center in Stark, Antique County. North Canton Collision offers you 24 hour towing, on site rental cars, state of the art paint technology with a lifetime warranty on every single repair. Find them on the corner of South Main and Rose Lane in North Canton, or just give them a call at 330 499 5171 or online at northcantoncollision.com. North Canton Collision, the folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show where I'm on Rock 106.9 and I'm jealous of television actors. Okay. 8 o'clock we'll send you out to Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. I'm reading this right? That this kid from the Big Bang Theory, Jim Parsons, who plays Sheldon Cooper? Did I hear he turned down 50 million dollars for two seasons? I don't get it. The kid makes a million dollars an episode now. So like... Alright, so what do they do? Probably fifteen episodes a season, maybe? Yeah,
1: something like that. Right? Probably. Between ten and fifteen, probably.
0: So you I think it's fifteen. I don't know that, but that's fifteen million. So now did, so you offered them a ten million dollar a year raise, two years you didn't do and you're not gonna do it?
1: Fifty million dollars is a lot of money for like, two years worth of work. Like dude. here here's the thing. Not even two years.
0: You gotta Dude, sometimes these people make the mistake of buying their hype when they're hot. And, all right, I'll give you a great example. Yeah. There was a show that was on TV forever. Everybody thought it was going to be the biggest hit your entire life. It was called Baywatch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hobie. You know what Hobie ended up doing after Baywatch? I do not know what did Hobie ended up doing. Celebrity rehab is what Hobie ended oh, up doing. right. Okay. That's what Hobie ended up doing. Like, dude, when you can make the money, make the money. What are you doing? Two more years? Like, dude, the show's been bad for 10. So it's not like, well, the quality's not great. Right. Right? It's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, cash in. You've already sold out, Sheldon. Sell out.
1: I can only imagine how pissed his his co-stars are where it's like what's her nuts and and johnny what's whatever so lucky. those dudes will probably get something else out of it but the other five people associated with that show dude you're never you're never cashing checks like that again are you going to get by just based on your title alone sure you're on the big bank there someone's gonna want a piece of you but you're never gonna cash checks like that again dude and there would be a little bit of me like bro you couldn 't grind out two more years so I could make another twenty million, plus you're making fifty on top of it that's just too much of a asshole for you I, 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 I think I think all of his co-stars would be right to be pissed there.
0: Parsons has won four Emmys, a Golden Globe, and uh, obviously got the voice role in the spinoff show young sheldon he 's tired of his record breaking salary and decided to walk away from the Big Bang Theory after twelve years and has ended the show in the process. Entertainment Weekly first broke the news, reporting that Parsons was ready to say goodbye to the ensemble sitcom that made him a household name. Since there is no show without Dr. Sheldon Cooper, next spring's 12th season finale of The Big Bang Theory will mark the end of the longest-running multi-camera series in TV history.
1: I do not watch The Big Bang Theory, so I don't know this, but is there a show without him? I mean, if they can do Roseanne without Roseanne...
0: Well, they can say they're doing Roseanne without Roseanne. We still haven't seen it on the air, and we haven't seen how long that goes. Um, is Ro- do I think Roseanne's a bigger piece to Roseanne than Sheldon is to The Big Bang Theory? Yes, because can't all right. There were no two big stars of the bigger stars of their show than Bo and Luke Duke, and we did the Cousin Dukes, like we did that. We did the Cousin Dukes.
1: I mean, you look at The Office when um, Michael Scott, Michael Scott left, and like, well, nobody could replace him. You look at um,
0: now, where did they though? Because people always say like it didn't really go well.
1: I don't know. They had two more seasons
0: of it, and I thought they were okay. I don't. Like, know. I'm not I, saying they I were like, not watch it. So.
1: They weren't like the best episodes of the entire run, but I mean, there was funny times, and okay. like it was okay because
0: James Spader did that for a while, right?
1: Yeah, and they had a bunch of different people come in. And do it, but I like um, him. they uh, they had Charlie Sheen replaced in in what's it called in Two and a Half Men.
0: Oh yeah, uh, uh, that's right. Yeah yeah, what's the name? Uh, yeah yeah, Ashton. Did
1: and that. I guess that kind of you can argue well. Did that, did that flop? Charlie Sheen replaced Michael J. Fox in Spin City, so it's not unheard of for like. What's, and, and in that 70s show, Eric left, and they brought in some other dude. Now, granted, all those shows kind oh, yeah. of fell apart, but I'm surprised, at least for like the, the, the payday, where it's like, dude, we'll do another season without him, then
0: F him. I mean, Sheldon's by far the best part of the show. I mean, it, it was obvious, and I've told this before. Is I remember I watched the pilot of that with, with my roommate at the time, and I said, this is going to be the biggest hit in television. And she's like, you're crazy. And I was like, nah, I'm telling you, I kind of know how this stuff works. This is going to be the biggest hit in TV. And uh, and Sheldon was obvious. It, it was I mean, it was episode one. And I was like, yeah, dude, he kind of has it. He's got the sitcom delivery, which, by the way, um, I I went back and I binge watched uh, most of like um, Home Improvement with Tim Allen. And then after that, I was like, well, I kind of need to binge watch something else. So I actually went back and I watched most of Last Man Standing. I've been kind of binged in through those at night. Dude, Tim Allen might be the best sitcom dad ever. Like he is situational comedy funny. Like he did, uh, Tim Tim Allen knows how to set up knockdown sitcom jokes, where a lot of guys that would come off as hacky. He does know how to sell it. He is situational comedy funny.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of comedians have a hard time taking what is the skill of, st- of stand-up and then placing that into into sitcoms. Um, I think he just really found roles that worked for him. I mean, I think that's a big part of it, is getting yourself into a position where it takes... Oh, casting matters. Yeah. Where it takes your strengths and plays to them, and I think he did a really good job of that.
0: Yeah, and honestly, there's a... Um Last Man Standing was actually I forgot it's actually pretty good it's actually it, it's uh, pretty well done I mean obviously it's Home Improvement with three girls versus right. three boys I mean welcome to not rethinking the wheel too much there I'm very interested to see when it comes back from on Fox whether or not it will still have that kind of fire because um, I got to tell you dude I was like I was watching episodes from season six yesterday afternoon and it held up pretty strong out of the gate it will I yeah. don't know how long term but out of two the gate time for time. sure it will. two seasons I'm guessing it's pretty hot I mean dude they were already six episodes six seasons in. The daughters are already grown up. The youngest ones in a relationship, the middle one got married. I mean, there's a lot going on, so it's like, I don't know how many more avenues they're really going to have, but I I am interested to see that show come back, because I think Tim Allen, like I said, I think he might be the best sitcom dad maybe ever in the history of television. We'll talk to Scott from WinningForNextYear.com. Get a State of the Union on your Browns next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry
2: Show. All right. I like it. I like it. I love Rock 106.9.
0: Hey, guys. You can Comic Con the third one coming up Saturday, September 15th at the Canton Civic Center.
1: And if you've been a part of the Hall of Fame City Comic Con before, dude, you know what a good time it is. If you have not, dude, make the 2018 version the one you attend. So many awesome guests, including the co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We're talking about Kevin Eastman right there. You've got James O'Barr, who created The Crow. Wow. And legendary writer Peter David All going to be at the Hall of Fame City Comic Con
0: Well dude I think you buried the lead Aaron Archer from Canton, Ohio Has worked at Hasbro in the 80s and 90s He'll be at the third annual Hall of Fame City Comic Con as well Fantone and I will be hosting your cosplay contest Get your tickets at HOFCityComicCon.com Rock 106.9 Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9 I'm feeling a little sheepish right now. Is uh, we'll have to get to this a little after Scott from WinningForNextYear.com. But I was reminded through text message some of the things that I may have said Saturday night. Yeah, wish I could walk a few of those back. Let's talk to Scott from WinningForNextYear.com, uh, my good buddy. How are you? Doing well, thanks. I uh, yeah, I got myself a little bit of trouble there, Scott. I uh, <laughs> so I mean, beat the Super
3: be, Bowl. It won't cheers. be the last time, my friend. I didn't hear you. It won't be the last time last No time.
0: it will not. No, no, no. I will uh, believe me. Uh, dude, nobody crashes and burns better than me, buddy. I uh dude, I, I put the plane down on the field quite a bit. Like it goes it goes down on the field quite a bit. Uh Sully Sollinger, I am not. I, I am I am I am not I am not resurrecting the flight. We are all going to crash. That's how that is going. Um, but we beat the Super Bowl champs five nothing, right? I mean, dude, pretty powerful. And I said this, and people jumped on me, of course, because they feel like I'm pessimistic about the Browns, but I don't believe that I am. But I have this mentality, that if you think beating the new uh, the, the Philadelphia Eagles 5 to nothing in a preseason game is you beating the Super Bowl champs, that you're in for a long season. Am I crazy?
3: Yeah, you just have a fan base who's not used to seeing winning. And, and I think they expected that game to go wildly different. I think a lot of people did. Okay. Um, I think I think if, it depends on what you want to take away, right? I think the defense looked really good. Um, I think the offense is still clearly a work in progress. Uh, and if, if that would have been a real football game, they would have tried to run it from the one instead of going four straight pass plays. There would have there would have been a lot of different things. So, um, you know, it was by and large a, a pretty horrible game to watch. Yeah,
1: uh,
2: sure. but it was
3: it was one it was one with some good takeaways, especially from someone or a fan base. Who is looking for something to be excited about, and looks like they finally have a healthy Miles Garrett. Who, who, through three preseason games, looks like one of the best defensive ends in football.
0: I agree. Let's put him back in the garage. I agree with Ken Carmen, who said, "Dude, you know, put him back in the garage. I've seen enough Miles Garrett. I, uh, let's get him ready for Pittsburgh, and I'm done." Now, I uh, I want to ask you about the big pink elephant in the room, which is we put Tyrod Taylor, we put Tyrod Taylor back in the game. After that, what looked like it was going to be a wrist injury, they put him back in there? Like, so we're back to this Hugh decision-making weirdness? Like, was, was that a concern for you?
3: So, yes, um, because it's the starting quarterback of a football team that hasn't had a starting quarterback in, you know, roughly 20 years. Um, but there's also the perception of it looked like a really bad wrist injury. Um, and then after the fact, they said it was like a pinky finger or something, right? Um you know, so it was like a dislocated finger that it just popped back into place, and he said he was good to go. So, you know, it, it depends on who you believe. Uh, you know, I didn't see the x-rays. It looked, a lot, I think it looked a lot worse. You know, I thought for sure, after seeing his wrist fold over the way it did, that, you know, we were looking at, you know, six to eight weeks. Um, but, you know, I think <laughs> that, that you know, talking about pessimistic grounds fan, I mean... You know, of of all the injuries that have seemingly taken place over the last couple of weeks, you know, everybody seems to be okay. Um, You know, Antonio Callaway seems to be working his way back from the groin. Denzel Ward, thankfully, um, is not, uh, you know, too injured with that back injury. And and it looks like, you know, Terod Taylor will be the week one starter even after that scare. So there's, you know, I think we just naturally want to think the worst. And and then when you have a knucklehead head coach, it seems to just kind of write itself, but uh, you know, I don't necessarily know if if you made the the wrong decision here, given the information he had um, now if it was like, Hey, we got to win this football game. The starters going back in, That just, that just, that's just mind numbing. But I, I just don't, I don't necessarily know if that was the case. Okay.
1: Yeah, I think a part of the problem there uh, is we all played Twitter doctor and we saw it and we saw the die before we saw a diagnosis. It's we saw the, I mean, and it was <laughs> though, dude, yeah, I mean, it was. you, you, it you over. saw it happen real time and it was, I mean, it was stomach Scary. turning. Yeah. Um. With that being said, uh, you know, the, the chance of a quarterback going down is a very real possibility in the NFL. Um, Cleveland Brown head coach, uh, Uh, You know, Hugh Jackson talked to Mary Kay Cabot of the Plain Dealer and essentially spilled the beans and uh, and said that Baker Mayfield is now your number two quarterback. Does that mean that he is coming to usurp the crown of Tyrod Taylor, or does that mean that that was just kind of the natural progression and he's a better quarterback than Drew Stanton?
3: Well, he better be a better, better better quarterback than Drew Stanton. Um, No, I, I think it was a natural progression. Um, You know, and we talked about it, you know, if they really, really want to keep Baker off the field, Drew's the guy that they're going to put in there. Um, But you also simultaneously have a franchise that needs to win football games. And, you know, and and trying to protect your rookie, um, you know, in in lieu of trying to, you know, win is, is 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 a delicate balance. The team really doesn't get the benefit of the doubt any longer, and nor should they. Um, you know, so if you're if you want to field the best 53 guys or best 45 guys on Sunday, um, it would make sense to have Baker there in the event something were to happen to Rod Taylor. Um, you know, I would like to see some better play from the offensive line. Good news is Taylor is mobile and you know can can kind of bail you out of a couple a couple plays. But you also don't want him running 12 times a game and taking 12 hits. Um, you know, in addition to any any sacks that he would. Uh, have to endure. So but the good news is, unlike years past, if something were to happen to him unfortunately, you at least have someone waiting in the wings who you know, who is much, much better than uh, than some of the backups that they've trotted through this organization over the last decade or so.
0: We're talking to Scott from For Next dot com. My thing though is is that if you make Baker two instead of three, then how long is it before he's the one? and that if you're making him two now, it's because you know um, you know you, that you traded for Terod Taylor and that you don't necessarily want to start your rookie right away, but you know he's the guy. That, but secretly you want to start him, you just think it's not smart to do it right away. I think if he's the second, it means he's going to be on the field way, way, way sooner than people think. I've been saying week six from the beginning. I'm going to continue with week six. Now let's get to the other pink elephant in the room, which is Josh Gordon. Real
3: quick, Dan, is that is that injury-based or is that production-based?
0: That's... Team not being as good as everybody thinks they're going to be based. That's going to be that's going to be. We need to win now. We need to open these Bud Light fridge based. I um I don't see a ten and six football team. I just don't. Um, I see a four and twelve football team, and I think that that's much improved. Now if they end up six and ten, they end up six and ten. But people who are telling me they're going to be ten and six, I think you're smoking crack. I think you're on drug. I think you're on like hard drugs. I don't think that's a ten and six football team. Josh Gordon back with the team now being I guess he he's what being moved to activated. Is he gonna play week one or no?
3: I if I had to bet, yes. Um I don't know if we'll see him week four of this preseason. Um I doubt it. But I do think I do think uh I do think he's gonna be ready for week one. Um you know, physically he looks incredible.
0: He does. Um,
3: you know, I I I, I to be to not be a professional athlete for, you know, effectively the last two years. And then look, the way he does, I think is, is just a, uh, you know, testament to his willingness, at least physically, to get back on the football field. But it's never been a physical thing with Josh. It's been a, it's been a between the ears thing with him. And I, I do think he'll be ready for week one, but I do not think we'll see him before that.
0: That's about fair. That's what, that, that that's what I think they're they're planning on doing. I think, Josh, I mean, if they send him away, he probably took a playbook with him. I mean, if we're being honest, he probably did. Um, so he's probably up on that. He's got the freakish ability. I don't know how much, you know what I mean? I, I know chemistry between quarterback and wide receiver is really, really important, but when you got Antonio Brown talent, and I believe Josh Gordon does, that I think just jump and catch can be part of what you do, especially if you've got Jarvis, you got a couple other things you could do, that I think Josh is so freakishly talented that he could work himself back in there pretty seamlessly. Um, I just... It's don't, seen,
3: don't discount the decoy factor either. Yeah, uh, exactly. You know, to have him out, just to have, just to have him out there changes the entire landscape of a football game.
0: Are we still in love with Des Bryant or no?
3: Uh, I mean, I never really was. I, I'm in love with talent. Um, you know, so I mean, if you need, again, from the decoy factor, uh, it, but it doesn't sound like the Browns are really bending over backwards for him? No, nor should they. I agree. Uh, you know, I, I think I think it makes his his coming into Cleveland makes for a great hard knocks episode. But outside of that, you know, I don't necessarily know if they, the you know, the good news is I don't think the Browns finally. I don't feel that they feel desperate, um, and and you would have to be really desperate to just bend over backwards for him. And I think they have Landry, um, you know, leading that lock that, that wide receiver room. And uh, you know you don't need you don't need his Dez's kind of personality in there. I agree. First, you know you sign him to a one-year deal. He's going to want to play and get. Thirty percent target share because he's looking for a bigger deal next to year. Next and year, I just right. don't think this would be. The, I just don't think this
0: is a place he can do that. I agree. I don't. I, right. I want people who are trying to build Brown stuff, not trying to build their brand and get out. I'm trying to. I'm trying to build the Browns brand. that's Scott from WinningForNextYear.com, buddy. I appreciate you joining us. We'll talk to you again next Monday, eight o'clock. Wow. Now we have to send people out to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Your first keyword of the day, right now.
2: Let's go. Rock 106.9 has your shot at a trip to our I Heart Radio Music Festival now.
0: What's going on, guys? You got Sansbury here. I know that the Cleveland Auto Show is over, but the deals on the Wacom Auto Mile are not. Right now, Wacom Ford offering you $10,000. 000- 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. 9 o'clock, we'll send you out to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Get you hooked up with your second keyword of the day coming up at 9 a.m. this morning. Also, been asked to weigh in on the Michelle Beadle ESPN thing. We'll do that at 9 o'clock. So I saw this, too, and I thought this was weird out of Cuyahoga Falls now, where there was a, um, this was a middle school work assignment. Okay. It was passed out to your children, and at the top, big bold lettering, whom to leave behind. No question mark at the end of that. That was pretty strange. But they got the whom. You <laughs> yeah, know, whom. They did, yeah. uh, the M makes No it punctuation, very official, but, you Okay. Know, I mean. Welcome to school. Instructions. The 12 persons listed below have been selected as passengers on a spaceship for a flight to another planet because tomorrow, planet Earth is doomed. All right. It will uh, be destructed there. Due to changes in space limitations, it has now been determined that only eight passengers may go. Any eight will qualify. Your task is to select the eight passengers who will make the trip. On your own, take approximately five minutes and rank order of passengers from one to 12 based on those who you feel most deserving to make the trip with one being the most. And then obviously 12 being the least. And then only the top eight will make it. Okay. Please note when you make your decision as a group, everyone must agree on the final eight passengers and come to a consensus. You are not allowed to vote or take a majority rules decision. Now the 12 people are listed as an accountant with a substance abuse problem a militant African-American medical student, a 33-year-old female Native American manager who does not speak English, the accountant's pregnant wife, a famous novelist with a physical disability, a 20-year-old female Muslim international student, a Hispanic clergyman who is against homosexuality, a female movie star, which is misspelled, Again, school, a female movie star, they forgot the eye, who was recently the victim of a sexual assault, a racist armed police officer who has been accused of using excessive force, a homosexual male professional athlete, that's the same person, an Asian orphan 12-year-old boy, 60-year-old Jewish university administrator. Jeez, dude. Like We're getting pretty distinct there, and I don't yeah. like how we're choosing it. Okay, because I'm getting some professions, that's fine, because what you have done for a living, if the earth is going to be destroyed, if we're going to have to restart mankind over, if we're going to have to jumpstart this thing again, then, yeah, I don't want runway models. Give me the guy who's going to create the Internet again. Right. (laughs) Like, I mean, dude, so let's get some thinkers in here. Let's make sure we do that. Right. I'm all for that. So like, I don't care about whether or not you were Jewish, but if you sold cigarettes at a convenience store, I don't need it. I do go get me a doctor.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is obviously a thought exercise here where you're trying to introduce like logic and trying to introduce. But how did you not see this being problematic? Again,
0: African-American medical student would be fine. Again, you're a medical student. You're showing me you're going to med school. I might need you around after the Earth's destruction. I don't need to know that you're militant.
1: Does 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 the fact that he's black matter in this case? No, not wouldn't to me. See, I I I wonder, and I wonder if he was. I wonder if the teacher. Now, I don't know if the teacher was necessarily being like nefarious with this. Like, boy, I'm gonna make these. You know, I'm gonna expose something here. I'm gonna. But like, was he trying to? Make
0: diversity a part of the conversation? Well, here's what's really crazy about this. Get, if I said to you, now you know what the assignment was, you know what they had to choose from. If I said to you, Matt Fantone, a reasonably intelligent person, at least better than the average bear, what class in high school or middle school, what class was this given to them in? First of all, that's crazy that this was middle school, not high school. I guess it feels social studies to me. Yeah, this yeah. was math class. Like I said, I understand. Teach me to count to eight. You don't need to teach me how to keep people out because of what their race is in math class.
1: I I understand. I think where this was coming from. Like, I I get where this. Like, this is a conversation, especially in a group setting, where you guys would have to discuss like what's valuable here. The fact that we need men and women up there, you know, is that valuable? And sending a pregnant woman up there is that a good idea? Because how is she going to give birth in there?
0: Well, we need men and women up there. By the way, if we're going to reach. Start the human race. Not people who identify as this or that. We need an actual man, an actual woman. Those are the only two things we need. Those two things there, there, so we can make more people. It
1: just to me, it just felt like this guy intentionally shoved hot button, hot topic issues into this, and that's where I'm like, well, why, where,
0: where was, where was the
1: win here? How, how can
0: I get fired before the middle of the school yeah, year? How
1: did you not look at this and recognize that this is going to be a problem? You made the assignment.
0: Now, I feel like in every decade there's been the, can you believe they're teaching my kid this in school? But this one is a little weird, right? It's like when they reenact slavery and that kind of stuff. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing that?
1: I mean, are you giving it historical perspective? Are you giving it like, are you giving it what it's supposed to get there? Because if we hide from from things, Uh, isn't that?
0: I think reading about things isn't hiding. I don't know if you necessarily have to get up there and put a 10th grader in shackles to drive home the message. If you're in 10th grade and you can't read about it, and honestly, dude, here's the thing. If you can't read about slavery and feel awful without having to see the images of it, then we're not reaching you anyway. I'll never be able to get to you. If you can't hear what was done to an entire race of people and not feel turned inside on that, then that's why we are the way we are. It's because you think it was all right. And I don't think that seeing it's going to make it any worse. Maybe, maybe you get one or two here or there, but ultimately if you can read what happened and then either deny it or think that it was okay, then the problem lies in you. And I'm not sure any visual is going to take care of you. That ultimately that something went off the rails in the parenting of how you were raised is what I would think. Now I'm not a sociologist. I don't know. People are going to tell you that there are going to be other factors that go into that, but I'm not sure we need necessarily reenactments. I don't understand any of that stuff. I don't understand reenacting war. I don't understand any of that stuff. It all feels very, very strange to me and uh, a little hopeful or wishful that things went the other way. I don't know. It just feels very, very weird to me. But I don't know why my seventh grader or whatever this was, I don't know why they need to figure out. I mean, basically what you're doing is, is you're asking me here to judge these people over who they are, whether or not they get to go to the new world versus what they're able to contribute. I don't care. Honestly, your skin could be pink and you could have purple blood but if you can recreate life or if you can fix us when we get sick or this and that then I want you on the bus I don't care black white green whatever I don't care just be I need you to be a productive member of society when we get back up there I but I'm. You think I'm just gonna take eight white? Do you think I'm taking eight white people from the trailer park into space? No, I'm not. I'm gonna take me a couple of people from other countries who have degrees and who are intelligent in other things. I'm not just gonna repopulate space with white people and just sit around and go, man, isn't this great? Just a bunch of crackers sitting around with nothing to invent. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Bring me a couple of people I can't understand that but can knows how to make remake the X-ray machine. That's what we're gonna need up there. You know what I mean? Just what we're gonna export? Racism? No, I need the goddamn X-rays. Is what I need. More Stansberry show is right around the corner. You guys, hang on.
2: The Stansberry Show, Kenton's Rock Station,
0: Rock. Hey, guys, you got Sans Ray here for North Canton Collision, the only pro-first Honda and Acura certified collision center in Stark, Antique County. North Canton Collision offers you 24-hour towing, on-site rental cars, state-of-the-art paint technology with a lifetime warranty on every single repair. Find them on the corner of South Main and Rose Lane in North Canton, or just give them a call at 330-499-5171 or online at NorthCantonCollision.com. North Canton Collision, the folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. No, six, nine. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9, 9 o'clock. We'll send you out to Las Vegas 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Those tickets up for grabs shortly after 9 a.m. You'll get your second keyword of the day. Teresa then takes over after 10. She'll get you hooked up again around 11 a.m. this morning. Still to come on the program, we'll have to uh, weigh into this Michelle Beadle situation. She got herself taken off of uh, an ESPN show. I believe she wanted off the show, and that's why she said what she said we'll tell you what she said how she got herself in trouble and what may be next for miss beetle next i'm actually normally i'm normally a pretty big fan of hers but what she did here was really really dumb or designed to for what happened and i believe that that's what it was like that's what it was all right i i, I don't this is from one of those sites i don't always trust metro okay it's kind of like what it's like the Inquirer of England, right? I think is okay. where it is. It's a good way to like say them, describe them. Jesus, David. Jesus, uh, <laughs> man, was that bad? That, I mean, dude, that's bad. Like Friends that's vacation. I like, dude, that's rednecky as hell. That's how you say them. No, <laughs> no, not, 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 not even a little. It. Not even a little. They say a 28 year old dude though took GHB. Okay. And they claim that that was part of the decision making that went into this. But apparently, he hard-boiled some eggs with his buddy, peeled them, took 15 of them, and shoved them. Well, I mean, it is backside, they Jeez. say. So 15 hard-boiled eggs in the, uh, in the rectum there. He says then he began to feel unwell. Uh, yeah, I feel like you may have been a little unwell before you did it. Took himself to the hospital. Uh, they discovered his heartbeat was like at around 120 beats per minute. They say that's not great. They suspected an abdominal sepsis and performed a CT scan, which showed uh, a little bit of a tear in the pelvic colon and giant amounts of air and fluids in the abdominal cavity. That's not good. You don't want that. Um, So they did a surgical procedure involving a large incision through the wall, the abdominal wall there, to gain access into the cavity. And it was done successfully, they said. The eggs were removed as well. Um, the cavity was thoroughly rinsed at that point. One you did have to, it. yeah. Uh, the eggs caused a giant rapture of uh, the gastrointestinal wall there, which was sewn up by the doctors. Uh, the drug-fueled adventure ended well for the patient. They say uh, after the operation, he was uh, monitored in intensive care for a short time. Uh, then after a few days, could then leave the hospital. GHB is known to be a commonly used as a recreational chemsex drug alongside crystal methamphetamine. I didn't know that. I've only... Ever, so... All right, dude, I, I'm mixing drugs up then, right? I think you are, yeah. I must be mixing drugs up. I thought GHB was the thing that like wide receivers take to be faster. No,
1: no, 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 no. That's, you, that's, you, 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 that's, like human corth- growth hormone? HGH is
0: what? Okay, yeah. that's, where, that's where I'm getting things missed. I, I mix those two things up. Yeah, no. When is vacation?
1: <laughs> no, dude, GHB is like the date rape drug. Okay, yeah, no, and I was getting two things messed it's up. It's much like uh, poppers where you can use them recreationally in the sense of like, if you take something like that, you're going to be capable of doing things or more, li- more, more appropriate appropriately your partner is going to be capable to do things to you that normally they wouldn't necessarily be able to do to you there like like what do you mean like putting 15 you know eggs inside of you i mean like that's kind of the thing is that like once you're all doped up your your pain you know receptors are going to be kind of dulled down and you're going to be able to do things that you normally wouldn't you know necessarily like like that's the whole thing of poppers is your throat opens up so much and you can like literally put anything in there
0: okay um I'm a hard-boiled egg fanatic. Okay. Okay. I do this all the time. Okay. Not this, but right. I but I hard boil the eggs a okay. lot. Jeez. Okay. Jeez. Yeah. I should be clearer. Yeah. That. You should. Um, now, if I took 15 eggs and stacked them in a line, mm-hmm. I can obviously go to the store and buy then a sex toy at that length, if not longer. So what would have been? I mean, if we can get the.
1: Well, because it's not all one. It's not like it's not like a long sex toy. You're, you're 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 at that point. You're putting it in there. It's probably finding its own little like you know little hole, little like little place to kind of hide there. And then you're putting them next to each other. It's ah. not just all in a straight line.
0: So you mean to tell me if I shove 15 eggs in somebody's butt that it becomes like two lanes of traffic? They're not just all stacked up behind one another? No, yeah. I'm going to
1: say at that point, you've probably got them like clustered up in there together. Yeah. So like... Yeah, what I
0: don't know about the human anatomy could fill the Grand Canyon. So so uh,
1: my question is, is like... Did they sh- Two lanes of butt eggs? Did, did they did they, t- did they? shell these? Because No, yeah, like- they deshelled them. Okay, they deshelled yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Which,
0: honestly, then, isn't that? That's even more impressive. Because the consistency of those... Dude, you can rip a hard-boiled egg really fast.
1: Yeah, but it's probably just like you're just like... Like popping them right in there. So, like, as long as they're de shelled, because that's where I was concerned is that, like, dude, if these things start breaking up in your lower intestines, that's going to be a real problem. Oh, like
0: eggshells would be a problem in there, yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, there, dude, it's a problem in the egg salad. So, like, if you, if you, if you get them mixed in there, I got to tell you, I think if you get them mixed in there, that's probably that's probably not going to be great. Here's, I don't know a lot about anything, really, but I can tell you that egg suppositories are probably. I did. I got to tell you, I had to have one of those as a kid. Not an egg, but a pill. And I got to tell you, that changed my and my father's relationship forever. I'll never forget my parents flipping the coin in the kitchen about who was going to have to do that. My dad was like adamant. I'm not doing it, Sue. I'm not doing it. Same-sex parent, Dean. You're going to have to. I mean, just back and forth. Just screaming about it. Next thing I know, my dad walks into my room. And you know what I mean? He turned on the He-Man nightlight. Gave me a little mood lighting. was like, here we go, buddy. Here we go. It's the worst experience. I think of both, both of our lives there. Michelle Beadle, and we'll send you out to Las Vegas. That's next on the Stansbury Show.
2: Good morning. The Stansbury Show, or the God of your choosing. Best morning.
0: Hey guys, you got the Sandsbury Show here letting you know that the Hall of Fame City Comic Con, the third one coming up Saturday, September 15th at the Canton Civic Center.
1: And if you've been a part of the Hall of Fame City Comic Con before, dude, you know what a good time it is. If you have not, dude, make the 2018 version the one you attend. So many awesome guests, including the co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We're talking about Kevin Eastman right there. You've got James O'Barr who created The Crow. Wow and legendary writer Peter David, all going to be at the Hall of Fame City Comic Con.
0: Well, dude, I think you buried the lead. Aaron Archer from Canton, Ohio, has worked at Hasbro in the 80s and 90s. He'll be at the third annual Hall of Fame City Comic Con as well. Fantone and I will be hosting your cosplay contest. Get your tickets at HOFCityComicCon.com.
1: Uh, yo, guys, Fantone from the Sansbury Show here talking to you about the Roe Holt Vision Institute. If you've been thinking about LASIK... I know you got a lot of questions. I know you got a lot of concerns. And that's natural, dude. Anytime you make a big investment, you're going to want to have some clarity, especially when that investment is yourself. I mean, LASIK is a surgery, so it's natural for you to want a little bit more information before you make a decision like that, which is why I'm telling you, go to rollholtvision.com. They make things crystal clear for you, both literally and figuratively. So whether you need an explanation of what LASIK really is, you're worried about some of the financing options, or you're ready to take that self-evaluation test, dude, find out all the answers and find them out at rollholtvision.com.
0: Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 1069. Send you out to Vegas here momentarily for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. We'll give you your next keyword shortly. Just heard a little Pearl Jam there. I was made aware that apparently that album 10 is 27 years old. Get ready for the Art, Do you feel old yet? Yeah, I, things yeah. that were out when I was in high school make me feel like I'm a little bit old right yeah. now. Like, that's, uh, that's the way that works. Yeah.
1: Looking at myself, like, waking up every morning, feeling how my body feels. Like, yeah, no. dude, I feel old.
0: Does Pearl Jam's do. 10 being 27 years old make me feel old? No. The fact that my knees and elbows hurt when right. it rains is what makes me feel old. Son of a bitch, I dude. thought my dad was lying. I didn't realize. I was like, dude, it's weather. You, What are you talking about? He's like, it'll hurt. Trust me. It's going to hurt. Things hurt. That's what makes me feel old, not Pearl Jam being old.
1: Waking up three times a night to pee. That's where I'm like, son of a bitch, dude, what happened to me?
0: So I'll tell you what made me feel really old last night. So I got home, uh, again, I did that last of the cast motorcycle ride with my buddies uh, down at uh, Canton Cycle. And I got done with that around five thirty, and I got home at six. Jumped in the shower, and I was in bed at six fifteen. I was like, "I'm gonna try to go to bed early." I had a rough weekend. I drank Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, dude. Your boy went hard all week. Oh yeah, all weekend.
1: How was Jason Aldean? I don't think we ever talked about that. Oh, really good, Jason Aldean? Oh yeah, kicking the dust up. Jason okay. Aldean was
0: excellent. Okay. Oh yeah, right. good night. Uh, so you know, I had a couple of days in a row there. So then, dude, I fell asleep at like six fifteen yesterday, and I woke up at nine thirty last night, and I was like, "Oh, I'm late." And then I flipped my phone over, I was like, No, I'm not. Nobody's called me. Nobody's texted me. If I was late at nine thirty in the morning, people would be like, dude, where are you? Right? There'd be that. And so there was none of that. And I looked out my window, I was like, Well, it's sort of dark outside. And do you know you're kinda of dumb when that happens? Like you can't like fathom what's going on. You're like, wait, am I late? Am I not? Yeah, I mean it's it's
1: it's a twelve hour time difference we're talking about here. It shouldn't take anybody that long to figure out, like, no, no, it's yeah, okay. <laughs> like-
0: no, but I couldn't I couldn't get it figured out. And then I didn't go back to bed till about like one thirty last night, which is really late. And uh, so then I just felt really strange this morning, and then nothing's worked in the studio. It's been a weird day.
1: It has been it's all right, dude, vacation coming up, bro we got we got like I don't know like four more days of this, and we'll be fine. We're gonna make it, we're going to be okay.
0: which by the way I'm, I'm still planning on going uh social media free okay um, I'm delete so the last break on Friday will be me taking the taking the apps off the phone I've tried the I just won't look at it. I can't do it. Um, I, I'm too addicted. I'm too far in. So now I got I to gotta do what the addicts have to do. I'm going, I'm taking, I'm, dude, I'm putting myself in rehab.
1: Yeah. I mean, sometimes, dude, you have to like delete her number because it's like, dude, I know I'm going to text her again. Or, right. Or, drunk. or, or, or your drug yeah. dealer. It's like, dude, you got to take that out of your phone because you know in your moment of weakness, you're going to go back to it there. So, no, I, I, I definitely recommend that you do it. I, um, last week we talked about this. I, um, I got to, I'm testing the, um, the digital well being app for Google, essentially, right? Now right. and over the weekend, I was very conscious of like, all right, I do not want to be on it. And I talked about how early in the week, I think it was Wednesday or Tuesday when I first downloaded it, I'd spent six hours on my phone over the weekend, both Saturday and Sunday under two hours each good day. So like there was, that was very like, all right, that felt good. And like, honestly, I'd recommend that you do the same.
0: I can't wait. So Michelle Beadle is a, uh, is a female sportscaster, broadcaster, and uh, I'm a big fan. Uh, She's really easy to look at. She's normally pretty funny. Um, She used to work with a guy named Colin Coward, uh, and uh, I like him a little bit. So, like, uh, you know, that was an easy transition for me.
1: I like Michelle Beadle because she's hot, but she wasn't picked because she's hot. No, she's attractive. She's got the ability. But she's not like, oh, look at this idiot blonde that we put on TV because she's so hot. It's just like, no, she's an attractive woman with that on her shoulders. And
0: really why ESPN picked her is because she has the politics that they want. She's um, she's. Very um, equality based. She believes in um, in the fact that we need to be pushing for more equality of all races. Um, my guess is, and I don't know this, but my guess is Michelle Beadle dates interracially. Um, I know a lot of her takes come off that way, and so I'm just guessing that that's probably part of it, and then why she feels that way. Um, but she said something really, really dumb the other day, and I feel like she said it to get kicked off this show that I didn't even know was on the air. It's called get up espn which is like their new morning show espn has been hemorrhaging viewers for a while now they want to call it cord cutting because then it's your fault well the cord cutting's negatively affecting us okay well i was a cord cutter now i'm back so if i went back how many people went back a lot Um, Have I gone back to ESPN? No, because most of the stuff on ESPN is absolute trash, and so I'm not back at it. I think what's happening to ESPN is exactly what I said was going to happen when Fox Sports kicked off their network. I said, well, look at Fox Sports going and hiring all the really good ESPN talent. Say what you want to say about Skip Bayless. He's a talent, and he drives the needle. I find him to be nails on a chalkboard, but but he moves the needle. And he's great. And what they do? They hired Skip Bayless. Say the same thing about Colin Coward. what Fox Sports 1 do? They hired Colin Coward. Why? Because I know everybody thinks, a big dumb idiot, Baker Mayfield school him on own show. Even though that's not what happened at all. But you take my point. He's a needle mover, so they hire him. That's what ESPN's going through. You hemorrhage talent. The moment Dan Patrick turned around in ESPN's studios and went, this place isn't good anymore, and walked out, you should have been freaking out and rethinking the wheel then and dude, Dan Patrick was the most talented guy that's ever going to be in the hallway at ESPN ever hands down best radio show by a mile. No one else is even close and you should have done everything in the world and backed up the Brinks truck to get Dan Patrick's to, st- to stay, but you screwed it up. And so ESPN went full blown politics because they felt like that's what people wanted to do. Now I know a lot of these ESPN anchors like to hide under the guise of, well, when an athlete does something, I have to tell you about it and maybe you do. Okay. But pretending that the NFL is so much more evil than the NBA is a ridiculous, ridiculous lie. It is a lie! And I'm tired of it. And Michelle Beadle, here's how she got kicked off of Get Up ESPN. She said, I'm no longer watching college football, and I no longer watch NFL football. And this was all in response to the Zach Smith OSU scandal. And she said, I don't feel as if football, football is going, I'll paraphrase. She said, basically this, that football doesn't care about women. Okay, well, they were the first ones to go on, they were the first ones to go into the, um. well, here's a, here's a female charity that we'll spend an entire month talking about. They were the first ones to do that. There's an obscene color that every man in the world has to wear all February long to try to pretend that we're all really invested in this. The NFL did that. Michelle Beadle... You should be taken off shows for saying that the two biggest sports your network reports on you don't watch. Shame on you. But really what you were trying to do is get away from Mike Greenberg and Jalen Rose because the show is complete trash. They're still going to put you on the NBA product because you care about the NBA. But let's be honest, Michelle Beadle. It's time for you to shut your mouth about what, who doesn't appreciate what. Cause are you gonna hold this standard up and down the line? Let's go through your record collection, Michelle Beadle. Let's go through your music. Let's go through your MP3 collection and, and take out all the artists that don't respect women. You ready? You ready to do that? Let's go through your DVD, your Blu-ray collection, Michelle Beadle. Let's go down that, that, that red carpet every time a new movie comes out and ESPN people get invited. and There you are on the red carpet. we've, We've had the Harvey Weinstein thing. We got the Kevin Spacey thing. We got all that. Where are you on that? Then shut your mouth. Then shut your mouth and do your job. I'm tired of this. Dude, it's time for people to just get back to doing their jobs. Also, I don't want people silenced for their opinions. What is Alex Jones not on the internet for? Why is that a thing? Why is Alex Jones not allowed on the internet? I think Alex Jones is an idiot, and he says things that aren't true. But so does everybody else on the internet. So why is Alex Jones the target boy right now? You people that cannot handle opinions that don't match up with your own are ruining everything. You're the worst. You're the, sis, you're the snowflakes. And it's both people on both sides. And that there are good people on both sides, too. I know I got in trouble for saying that. But my point is, is that, dude, you people that can't handle hearing something that you disagree with and just going, all right, well, that was a little strange, and move your life forward, you're the problem. But if I came in here and said things that were in contrast to what my company wanted, are they going to take me off this program? For sure they are. And that's exactly what Michelle Beadle was trying to do. Everybody's getting too big for their britches right now. Media talents are getting too big and athletes are getting too big. I'll play when I want. I'll kneel when I want. I'll do this when I want or this and that. I'll show up to the Hall of Fame when I want or I'll do this when I want because we all now get pumped up and told we're all big, huge stars from these randos on the internet. On the internet. And it's ridiculous, and it's ruining everything. If you go out there and say you don't watch, and guys, make no mistake, NFL and college football are the biggest sports in the world. The NBA's not even close. Everybody wants to give me these NBA Instagram numbers because it's like 600 million to the NFL's 25 million. Yeah, congratulations. Dunks look cool uh, on the internet, I guess. Show me the viewership. The NBA is lacking well behind. And by the way, when the fan base actually starts to wise up and realizes that six NBA athletes all got together and decided that only four cities matter and that they play when they want and they decide when they they do things whenever they want and don't when they don't, when you realize that Kevin Durant, LeBron James, and Steph Curry all got in the same room in the offseason, wrung their hands together and said, look at these morons. They actually think we still care about this. That game is being set up and manipulated by six different athletes, and it's headed for a disastrous fall, and I've been calling for it for a year. And when you finally wake up and realize NBA stars are screwing you over every last time you walk into that goddamn arena, you're going to wake up and realize. Dude, the NFL has been... It's been there for you. Try and choose from the beginning of time. I've, I've been saying this forever. Do you realize, dude, in my lifetime, the NBA Finals weren't always live on TV? In 1980, the NBA finals were tape delayed. You keep telling me how the NBA is going to take over the NFL. The NFL is on TV five times a week, and it crushes everything in its path. If you don't want to watch it because you feel like it doesn't it doesn't respect women well enough, that's a valid point, and that's fine. But then you hold that standard across your whole life, Michelle Beadle, or you shut your mouth. Let's send you out to Las Vegas right now. Let's
2: go. Rock 106.9 is your shot at a trip to our iHeartRadio Music Festival. Now, text the keyword VEGAS to 200-200. You'll get a text-confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message supply. That's VEGAS to 200-200. Good luck from Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9.
0: Hey, guys, what's going on? You got Sansbury here with some information on another company that's hiring. Star leasing is growing yet again. So if you're looking for a career change with a great company and you have knowledge of trailer repair and maintenance, then Star Leasing will be perfect for you. Star Leasing is employee-owned. Star Leasing also provides you with 401k, medical, dental, and vacation. So if you have the knowledge and the know-how, then give my friend Wendy a call at 440-232-4888. Again, that number is 440-232-4888. For my friend Wendy over at Star Leasing. 106.9 back to the stansbury show we're on rock Six teresa will send you out to las vegas at 11 a.m she's got your third keyword of the day i'm gonna to go to the 2018 i Heart radio music festival that's how you do it text in that keyword teresa will give you at 11 all right i do want to go
1: you're not allowed. oh son of a bitch you're not
0: allowed. we're not on we're on vacation i believe when that's happening
1: good you know what we'll, we'll uh we'll let you guys go
0: i'm on record um saying multiple times that I think burial is one of the most egotistical things you could do. That very few Americans have done enough on, on Earth to take up space when you're gone. I don't like it. Um, we're running out of you know. people who would tell you this all the time. Buy land because nobody's making any more of it. And they're right. I think it's very egotistical to put people on the ground. I think it's stupid. Um, it's antiquated is a good word for it. It's wasteful, and I'm not a fan. My family believes in cremation. My father was cremated. Again, if you listen to the program a lot, you know, you can pick up. I love that dude. Big fan. He didn't do enough to be buried. He was a minister, worked hard in his community, thought about the homeless, cared about veterans, did all that stuff. He didn't do enough to be buried. He was just some dude from Aurora. Didn't do enough to be buried. So we cremated him and I'm all for that. My mom now trying to figure out what she does. Where do we put these final resting place and all that? Um, The church and where my father worked has been since commandeered by secular people and dismantled and is no longer uh, recognizable to the eye of those of us that uh, grew up in it. So that ground, not necessarily where we want it to be. Uh, my mom still owns the house in which uh where they lived and where um where where my father lived until he died but uh you know somebody's renting it from us so you don't really want to go in the backyard be like yeah we're going to spread this dead body around here Hey, the rent's due on the 1st don't really want to do that. So now my mom's new plan is we went to Florida every year when we were kids. That's where my parents took us. That we went to Longboat Key every summer. And my dad loved it. It's where he went. So she kind of wants to go down there and kind of spread the ashes, right? Uh, We thought maybe Christmas, but then we started looking at flights and everything, and it's not really the best time for me to be leaving here and like all that. So now we're thinking next year. And I bring this up because somebody else was trying to do this, to spread the ashes of their loved one, and then something terrible happened. Two brothers went up and were going to spread their father's ashes, I'm guessing from the plane, because the one kid was piloting the plane.
1: So at this point, all you're doing is just like dump them out let them fly and you're like all right I'm good.
0: I'm thinking okay. because they were up in the air. Is right? that
1: how you feel? It's like all right let's just go somewhere and dump it or would you rather have it?
0: It's I have a, my mom made a decision and okay. I haven't given her my opinion. Okay. I'm I'm letting the old woman do what the old woman wants to do. If it were me, I would not maybe spread them out. I would maybe keep them. Um, I don't know why. It's not like I'm ever going to look at them, do anything with it or whatever. But, like, I don't know. Just dust in the wind doesn't feel like a respectful thing to for me to do.
1: Yeah, I was going to say. It, it doesn't. It, but does holding it and keeping it in your closet, I don't know. There's just a weird, right. okay. All yeah, right. I
0: mean, it's you know, it's either way. But it's like, dude, if I die tomorrow, it's like, spread me out across the 17th fairway. It's like, nah, I mean, I don't know. Not really. I mean, I, I don't care. No. Yeah, I don't care.
1: I'm dead. <laughs> well, why what do I care what you do?
0: But these two kids went up and they were going to spread their, the ashes of their father and then they crashed the plane into a pond and like the guy piloting the plane died but the other brother lived so now dude now you were trying to spread the ashes of your dad now your brother died piloting the plane to do it and now you're left you're like last man standing terrible
1: i i I was gonna say it's it's a terrible situation to be in unless you hate your brother and your dad i guess and then it's like you two sons of bitches i got you but like no
0: flawlessly
1: that's what i was gonna say it seems it seems pretty no that
0: would be uh that would be terrifying I, uh, you know what I mean, to be in a plane and like watch that go down, and what a bit, what a terrible thing, dude, to be like, had to like, you know, spread the ashes of your father. Now you got your brother to take care of, and it's just like, geez, you are probably never going to want to get in a plane ever again.
1: I, I, I guess, I mean, if you are spreading it where you love it, and I guess maybe it's like. You know, if you as like the son or whatever want to save a part of it, you still have enough ashes to kind of spread out there. And like I said, what are you gonna do? Just keep them in your closet? Like you gonna leave it on your mantle place? I don't know where the I don't know where the appropriate where the appropriate thing lie here. I don't.
0: I've always joked and said he's in a crown royal bag in my mom's credenza, and like she did not think it's funny at all. Um, but they do. That's what they did. Is like they they give it to you, and then they, they, they it's in like a capsule, and yeah. then uh, but then it's in like a uh, like a velvety bag. Bag.
1: I just, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of like, well, what do I want done? Because I think you have a point with like, especially with like.
0: So, cause you're talking about the ashes. So don't leave them in the closet. Right. And I right. was well, like, well, just spreading them out. Right. And you think to yourself, well, if you spread them out now, now you don't have them. Right. But then if you have them, you're not really doing anything with that either. And this is my point about the headstone and being burying people in the ground. You went twice right? Maybe once a year, Drop uh, a couple of flowers down here. It's a waste of space. It's egotistical and it's wasteful.
1: Th- that, that's what I was going to say is at least when you have somewhere to go, you can go and walk away from it and like have that moment of like, even if it is once a year. Now, a big picture, I get what you're saying of like, eventually we run out of space. And I mean, I don't think that's a problem tomorrow, but like eventually big picture. And it's I like, we're like, going to
0: have problems before. At, they're what a problem. point,
1: at what point does like does real estate? At what point does it like? Is it you know? Well, it's like it's an ancient Indian burial ground. Therefore, we can never build anything on it. No, and I'll it's like, at, well, but at what point do we run out of like options here? Because there's dead people everywhere. So I don't. I don't know what. I don't know where exactly I want. I, I want that to happen. I, I don't know.
0: Can't believe we still bury people. I can't believe that. Hey, this guy died. Dig a hole. Drop him in there. Like that. It just sounds like they like the the, the the actions of a crazy person.
1: Dig a hole and drop him in there. I'm okay with that. But it's don't ever do anything on top of it where I'm like, well, that's where the problem is. If you're going to dig a hole and bury them and be like, hey, for the next hundred years, this is where this person lies. A
0: hundred years from now, though, dude, put, a, put a highway over them. Okay, I guess. I may spend a good portion of the vacation break coming up with the list of five things I, need, I think you need to have done to be buried. It's gonna be pretty steep and none of us are gonna pass it. Like a president, bury him. Like for sure. You serve the country on that level, bury him. If you wanna say to me, soldiers get buried, you know what? That's doing enough. That's doing more than most. Fine. Then we should have military burials for guys who have, men and women who have sacrificed their lives for this country. Fine, that's a burial situation. But the chick who drinks pumpkin spice lattes and gets five dollars off of Kohl's cash and like then raises three kids with four dads and like this whole thing, now all of a sudden you've lived a life worth like putting you in the ground and like taking up space for? No, you haven't. No, you haven't. Neither have I. I've done pretty well in my career. I got a show named after me. It's a four-hour ego exercise every morning. I have not done enough to take up space after I have died. It is a ridiculous exercise, and it's really, really wasteful. More Sansbury Show is right around the corner. You guys hang on. The
2: Stansberry Show. That guy
1: knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Uh, yo, guys, Fantone from The Sansbury Show here talking to you about the Holt Vision Institute. If you've been thinking about LASIK... I know you got a lot of questions. I know you got a lot of concerns. And that's natural, dude. Anytime you make a big investment, you're going to want to have some clarity, especially when that investment is yourself. I mean, LASIK is a surgery, so it's natural for you to want a little bit more information before you make a decision like that, which is why I'm telling you, go to rollholtvision.com. They make things crystal clear for you, both literally and figuratively. So whether you need an explanation of what LASIK really is, you're worried about some of the financing options, or you're ready to take that self-evaluation test, dude, find out all the answers and find them out at roholtvision.com Show, Rock Nine.
0: Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show We're on Rock 106.9, online at WRQK.com and Teresa will send you to Las Vegas coming up at 11 o'clock this morning for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. I didn't want to go off on this all day and I don't really have a ton to say on it right now other than to say this um, I did. I voted against John McCain when he ran for president, but that was a pretty decent Republican. I view John McCain to be a hero of this country. Okay. Um, I believe if you are captured in a war and then beaten, and then you make it through the other side of that, that this country should be pretty cool to you when you get back. That's just me. Okay. I know that that's that's, right. that's that's a that's a pretty wild, as a matter of fact, dude. I saw tweets yesterday linking John McCain to being. L- Basically saying that he and Osama bin Laden were the same thing. That's craziness. That's craziness. But I did see a lot of people posting this and I liked it. When a woman at a campaign stop had said to, actually, she wasn't even able to really say it. She goes, he's an Arab. Like she just kind of like gives up on what she's saying. And McCain then takes the microphone and says, no, ma'am, he's an American citizen who I disagree with on politics. And that was a good moment. And it would be nice if we could get back to that moment. Nah, not really the worst. We just disagree on how to, you know, on policy. Like, that would be better if we were in that zone. And that wasn't even all that long. What was that, 2006?
1: Eight, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, right before like, the eight elections. So. The probably when they're on the
0: trail there, 2007 ish, probably when they're on the trail.
1: I can remember that I was living in Flint at that time, and I can remember thinking, like, yo, dude, this Sean McCain guy is pretty all not right. Not the this worst, is, right? This is prior to either him or Obama getting like the actual like not Nomination. nod there. And so I can remember thinking to myself, like, oh, this guy's all right. Like, I could vote for this dude. This is something all right. And then I remember that once the actual election started, once both those men were in the roles that they were in, I can remember changing my opinion on John McCain and being like, oh, my God, this dude's awful. This guy's the worst. And now I look back on it, and I'm like, dude, you were young, and you were just kind of letting the narrative be told to you. You were just kind of allowing, like, oh, so now he's on the other side, therefore I'm going to say must he's the worst. Right, must be wrong. And right. now I kind of look back on it, and I'm like, nah, dude, you know, that was a little bit of immaturity on your end right there, where you you allowed the story to be told to you. And did I agree with Sarah Palin? No. But no. you allowed the story to be told to you as opposed to actually looking at the story yourself. Now, do I think I still would have voted for Obama? Yes. Um, but I, no, I, I – I stand by what you're saying 100% there of like, dude, that is what we need more of. Is that like, at the end of the day, we all want America to be a better place. Duh. We just disagree how to get there.
0: Duh. Right, exactly. And I remember when he picked Sarah Palin, I was doing afternoons then, and uh, there was a heated debate on the program that afternoon. Uh, somebody else across the board from me was like, she's gonna, this is a shoe in, she's gonna win it for him. this is a lock, they'll win now. And I said, the woman's an idiot who doesn't read, nobody's ever heard of her, she's from a state that doesn't matter, and they're hoping the fact that she's hot is going to be enough. It wasn't. That was a dumb, dumb move. I have since heard it wasn't his move. Began, again, people who run parties think that they know more than they do and kind of forced them into something, and I think it ultimately hurt him. although I think no matter who his running mate was, that Obama was a storm that was going to happen. Yeah, that was it was like a Hail Mary. It, it just it felt like Obama was long time coming, and the country was ready, and uh, it that the country, at least then in that moment, felt like, let's make a statement. Let let's Let's get out here. Let's get out ahead of this and make This statement. It's the way it felt to me. It felt like Obama, and that whole thing was inevitable. I kept telling people when because Hillary. Remember, Hillary was like the front runner, and I remember my ex and I, Danielle, were having a debate on it at at that time. And I said, "Dude, it's like Hillary's got no shot against this dude. He's going to clean this up. He is. Um, again, people are uh, going to fine tooth comb this, but he's really articulate." Uh, Barack Obama was good looking dude um, man still kind of mattered, and there 's going to be a race issue here, and this is obviously going to play into this, and I felt like the country was more ready for it than maybe even we were because what happened after it <laughs> I mean so like maybe 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 the country wasn 't quite as ready as I think and thought we were
1: I think there 's a couple of things when it comes to John McCain that definitely stand out to me where it is. You know the the ability for him to kind of reach both sides of the aisle. I think that there is a little bit of, you know, we we can we can look at the same problem and have two different opinions on it, but not necessarily feel that we're going to come to the conclusion the same way. But we still recognize the problem. The fact that he was able to do that, um, and
0: I, John I guess, Kerry was a little bit like this too, and and our side crucified him for it. I, I guess
1: I guess this is where like, I mean, I, I just kind of have to present it. This isn't what I think but it's certainly what the president thinks. Was he a songbird? Was he like when he got captured, was he, you know, was he like giving up secrets? Was he not really a hero? So
0: I've heard this take from other people and I don't, the, the the truthful answer is I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure the information's out there. I don't have it. So my thing is was caught, beaten, put on television And then was beaten because he wasn't nice enough to the people who have captured him during being put on television to report on being captured. To me, that's Heroville for me. 100%.
1: I think that's a hero
0: bar there. Somebody else got a different bar? That's on them.
1: It it, 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 just, to me, Hearing that tape again, kind of over the weekend, like after John McCain died, of course it made its rounds again, and it just blows my mind that that was not the thing that sunk President What did Trump. I say then? I, it just blows my mind. Everything else, like porn stars and whatever, and blah, 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 okay, fine. But when he said, and multiple times on camera, Double multiple on times it. on camera, that John McCain's not a war hero, I like, I like soldiers that weren't, weren't captured. captured. That's unbelievably disrespectful. I, we want to talk about Neilander during the anthem. We want to talk about all that, dude. You said guys who are captured
0: aren't heroes? I said I remember saying on the show that day, Well, that'll probably do it. <laughs> I remember saying, Well, that'll probably do it. And nope, not even close. I, I I you're right. I can't believe it. Like when he went out and said I could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and not lose votes, I was like, He's right. He could do that. Yeah, And and I understood why people weren't like going overboard freaking out about that. He was just making a wild comparison and probably not the best thing for a guy running for president to do. However, I wasn't really taken aback by that. But when you say something like that about John McCain who had served this country when you didn't... Now see, had a guy who has been running for president who had served this country had you said it and now you get into the I'm a better soldier than you, that's a different thing. But for somebody who has been accused of draft dodging to say that about a guy who did serve is...
1: I think you would find find it. You'd be very hard pressed to find a a military member who served their country who would say something like a soldier who was captured is less than me. I I would have a very hard time believing that. Yeah, I bet I
0: don't find one of those. I bet you don't. I bet I don't find one of those. So, uh, you know, Senator John McCain. Obviously, we hate to hear about the passing of anybody. We're not really the overboard on celebrity death thing. But as a guy who leans left. Um, but it has some some social uh, some fiscal conservative views. John McCain was not the worst of what that party had to offer um, and that, that was a, that was a sad thing and uh, both members of this program view John McCain to be a hero that served his country and uh, we're appreciative of that Teresa will send you out to Las Vegas at 11 a.m. She'll have your third keyword of the day aside from that we're done be back at it live tomorrow morning for new tour Tuesday on Rock 1069 you guys have a great afternoon see ya.
2: The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio.
3: This is a dream come true. Go. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 1069.